Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films Theater with your hosts, Ethan R. Hill, Matthew Alu, and Jesse Prosser. Yeah, just like that, right? Oh, classic. Classic. That was my line. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> ho, 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 my fellow movie fans, <laughs> and welcome to a Feast of Films holiday end of the year spectacular. I'm Jesse Ho, Ho Prosser, and with me as always is Ethan R. Hill. And also, Matt, why am I here, Alu? <laughs> <laughs> So are you guys saying this is a festive feast of films? It is now. Wow, this sounds like a fantastic festive feast of films. It certainly is, Ethan. Ho, ho, ho. And Who a, brought a the turkey? Happy, a merry happy to everyone. Uh, a merry happy. A merry happy. Merry happy. happy. <laughs> I hope you all having it. I hope you all having a good merry happy time. Yes. Merry happy. Welcome. I hope your happies are always merry. Exactly. Welcome, everybody, to our season finale, I guess. Yeah, season finale. Mm, yeah. Christmas that, special. That's right, Ethan, and we have no plan whatsoever, <laughs> but it's going to be great. <laughs> we, we are tired. We've had a long year. This year has been the longest <sighs> decade of our lives. And, I'm old. Uh, it's true, but... I will be older very soon, too. But you, oh, up. yeah, that's... Matt's turning 31. Oh my god. No. Matt. No. 25. Let's get this yeah. let's get the you numbers right 35? here. 35. One one toe in the ho ho grave. Anyway. <laughs> Prosser, why are you such a ho ho? One one you have one toe ho ho in the grave. Is it like, you're so jolly today. I don't I'm just trying to incorporate ho ho ho. Hey Jesse, you gotta put that on my tombstone, okay? Just like, <laughs> Matthew toe ho ho in the grave, Alu. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is, why is that on your gravestone? Well, uh, <laughs> one podcast this one time. You've never heard of Feast of Films? Travesty. We invited all of our viewers to this funeral, which is why <laughs> there's only five of you here. <laughs> anyway. I hope there's a few more. Yes, 100%. Um, but no, we're here to discuss... Oh, just like a general like end of the year wrap out type thing. Just kind of have fun, talk about some movies, talk about some Christmassy stuff, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good time. I think yeah. so. I'm looking forward to it as as per usual. Hundred percent, man. When I do so get we, around, which isn't always very often nowadays. Yeah, but but definitely before we go too far, because I wasn't here for this initial discussion. Die Hard, hundred percent, is a Christmas movie. I don't care what Ethan says. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Ho, yes. Ho. I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. I still, my <laughs> argument stands from the last one. That's fair. Like again, like I've I've heard your, I've heard your reasoning and. I I can respect it and understand it and all that, but I I simply I simply don't care. Um, Die Hard will always be a Christmas movie to me. I um, I hear you. I just don't give a shit. How's I that? also don't care what Bruce Willis has to say on the matter either. Because because even he's like Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's like Bruce, I I I hear you. I I I understand, and I simply I simply don't care. Listen, no one asks the opinions of celebrities about movies, okay? 
Okay, yeah. you're just celebrities. What do you know? Yeah. Exactly. So we didn't ask your but, opinion. But Han, Hans Gruber is is a big old Grinch who's trying to steal uh, Christmas, uh, trying to steal those uh, barrel bonds, and uh, it's the same same kind of story. You got themes of family, just like uh, just like any good Christmas film. It's a family coming back together during the holidays. Can you remove Christmas from it and ch- not change and change the story? Well, it uh, it would no longer say now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! Yeah, it'd be like now I have a machine gun. Ha ha ha! ha he, he, he. Oh, well, that's not clever. That's just you could literally just say now I have a machine gun. <laughs> that's that's terrible. That doesn't change. That doesn't change anything. I, I just the story is still the same. Moments would change, yes, but the story at the core would still be the same and still be. You as couldn't well. have the sleigh bells in the soundtrack anymore. That's, yes, you can. How? Why there are sleigh bells in soundtracks all year round? All year round, eh? Yeah. I cannot think of a single movie. I'll find one that takes I'll place one. not around Christmas that has sleigh bells. I'll find one in the soundtrack. I know there's a Beach Boys song that takes place not around Christmas, and it's uh. Yeah, but the Beach Boys are weird. <laughs> Bells are an instrument. Just out of nowhere, at the Beach Boys. <laughs> no, I'm talking. I'm talking sleigh bells. I'm talking sleigh bells here. It's a different thing. What else? Um, what else is Christmassy about Die Hard? Aside from everything. Wow, um, you probably have not helped our case at all. <laughs> nope. How dare you, Matt? I I'm sticking up for us here. Um. When the, the papers fall at the end of the movie, it's like snow. No, it's like papers. It's like snow falling. It's like, it's like snow. It's like what snow. about uh, the fact that he was even there in the first place at all? You could literally be there for any... He His reasoning for being there is not the hardest one. Because he's literally there to go and get his wife back. Well, you got, that can take place at any point in the year. Well, he got invited to a Christmas party. He for, could have been invited to a retirement party. He could have been invited to... Why would he go to a retirement party? But Christmas is the time of love. Christmas is at the end of the year that, when we often yeah. reflect on the year and our actions and how to make things better going into the new year. I think it's just, I don't know. It, I don't know if it would yeah. have the same effect. You like could a, argue like, it. You could argue anything could lead him there. I just think Christmas is a special time of year that like just happens to also include a lot of those types of emotions that would be like, yeah, yeah like because at the end give of the day, give my wife I, back, I, man. I mean, it didn't I, work because, like, <laughs> you know, at what? the end of the day. <laughs> It, it worked work. for one movie. Uh, they were together in Die Hard Two, yeah, which for is also one movie, which also which takes like place at Christmas, the next Christmas. <laughs> yes, um, but but uh, and then after that, it just didn't work. Yeah. You think after like the I'll, guy saves is, you twice, is Die Hard be like, Two a Christmas movie? A uh, Die Hard Two, actually, I would argue Die no Hard one, Two. No, no, but think, no one talks about Die Hard Two. They only ever talk about Die Hard. Well, the thing is, I would actually argue and Die, that Hard, Die Hard Two has two, snow. Yes, Die Hard 2 is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard 1 well, is. Why don't people talk about it? Well, because it's not as good a movie. <laughs> yeah, because it's... What? I like Die Hard 2. No, no, no. It's no. not a Christmas franchise. I still... Die Hard 2 is still good. I enjoy is it. I have a lot 3? of fun with it. But as a movie, it is not as good as the is first Die Hard. Is Die Hard 3 a Christmas movie? No. But it's got themes of family in it. No, it's uh 4th... What is it? I think it's 4th of July it takes but place it's during. it's got themes of family in it. Oh, wait, no, um, the fourth one takes place during, like, close to the 4th of July. But Prosser, it's got themes of family in it. The, th- the third one, it, yeah, but it's not around Christmas. It doesn't have themes of family in it. Yeah, it does. Like, when? <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. The family is the one that you make. 
What? Oh, okay. Hans's brother back from the that, dead. That it's not back from the dead. There isn't a zombie Hans Gruber in <laughs> Die Hard Three. No, there's a zombie Simon Gruber. <laughs> we must find the dead. You can dead tell we've watched the exact same movies, right? Um, but no, I I would <laughs> zombie Hans Gruber. <laughs> I mean, we could get Rick Allen. Or Rick, 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 Rick Allen. Allen. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Oh, my day is just done. Uh, apparently. Alan Rickman could uh, come this back and reprise the best I would, podcast I'd, ever. I'd rather, I'd rather have Rick Allen <laughs> in Die Hard 3. It's just, it's just Alan Rickman, but in a blonde wig. Hello, I am Rick Allen. Alan. I, I am Famous here. American actor Rick Allen. I am here to act in all the new films. In yes. place of the late Alan Rickman. Little, little, <laughs> God damn it, um, give that guy a job. <laughs> we must find the zombie detonators. The detonators. 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 Uh, I just wanted to say my piece on that. That uh, Your piece is wrong, and it's fine. It, see, Ethan, that's the thing. Is Look, okay. An, opi- an opinion can't be wrong. Krampus a lot, is a Christmas it, movie? Yes, of course. Naturally. Yes. Um, the Santa Claus is a Christmas movie. Well, yes, you you need Santa. White Christmas is a Christmas movie. Silent Night, Deadly Night is a Christmas movie. Yes, because the, the <laughs> plot hinges on Christmas. Yes, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, kind of a Christmas movie. As we discussed last year, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life, technically not a Christmas movie. Yes. Although I would argue also themes of like very boring. Oh, yeah, no, like the themes are there. It's got, same thing with Home Alone. It's got Home that, Alone has themes of family. But that movie does not need to take place at Christmas. In fact, I think the sequel shouldn't have taken place at Christmas because it was too mm. similar. <laughs> yeah. Lost in New York? Well, that's a stupid movie title. How do you get lost in New York? It's a grid system. <laughs> it's downtown working, and I had the exact same thought about Calgary. I'm like... It's a grid system. I think that's what I said to you because you got lost on my maps. You're like, you walked in a circle. You're like, I can't find the address. I'm like, it's two blocks over, one block up. How hard is this to figure out? It's a grid system. I'm just, I'm just saying. It was very confusing. Anyway. You need to get lessons from John Mulaney. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, I did. I, yeah, I just wanted to say my piece on that particular topic because I was not part of that initial discussion. So Good. So there you go. Because you didn't add anything new. Matt made all those exact same points last time, and he still <laughs> lost. So. Did I lose? I don't remember. Was it? I, it's not no about one interacted with the video. So it's not about. There's actually 500 views on that video. <laughs> I went back and looked at it. It's like there's 500 views. Yeah, most all of them that? were perverts, though. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and they all stuck around for like 10 seconds. Like, what? This isn't a porno. I'm like, no. <laughs> A feast of films, yeah. they're like, oh yeah. Mm, that's good. <laughs> what? There's white and is that meat. The, <laughs> are they all Hannibal Lecter? Is and that then they what's click, happening? Yes. And then they click on it, they're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I was promised. This is not what the algorithm said it was. The algorithm's like, hey, you guys like this shit, eh? How about some more? I'm like, <laughs> how are these videos on YouTube? I see people get like banned and kicked off because it's like, oh man, they said too many swear words. Their videos demonetize, but then these ones are. You look at the videos where these people are coming from, you're like, how is this? On <laughs> how YouTube? is this on YouTube? <laughs> like, it's like easily. fresh titties, and it's like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Did you say fish? Fish titties? <laughs> no. Fish, fish titties. titties. 
Is that a sequel to Shape of Water? <laughs> fish titties. Fish titties. Shape, Shape of Water 2, two fish, fish titties. titties. <laughs> That's the direct-to-video sequel. Shape of sequel. Water 2, fish dicks. <laughs> fish dicks. <laughs> That's the third one. <laughs> fish dicks. And no, it's the third one. And I'm like sure the three is just three fish sticks. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure Guillermo del Toro will like it just as much as Pacific Rim Two. <laughs> it's gonna be. I think you'll like it better. Oh, probably. Um, you liked fish dicks in the first movie. <laughs> now you got fish titties in the second movie. Now, now we in the third one. We go all the way to fish sticks. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, that's hot. I love fish sticks. Oh. Love bacon wrapped fish sticks. Well, we're gonna get those perverts back now. <laughs> With your bacon wrapped fish sticks? You know it. Yeah. Put you into a coma? Yeah, never doing that again. I never told you that story, have I, Matt? Did we tell you about the time Prosser basically killed himself in college? <laughs> I, I put myself <laughs> into a, a self-induced coma. What? Uh, so, like, so I made these, I took chick, I took drumsticks, and I wrapped them in bacon, and I cooked them. And they yeah. were amazing, but I could literally have, like, two drumsticks at a time and still feel like I was going to have a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So, like, I did this, and I <sighs> ate two pieces, went to work on a show, and, like, I actually got sidelined at the show because I was just like, my instructor looked at me and was like, you look sick. I'm like, I ate the most amazing thing. And she's like, go sit down. I'm like, I'm going to do that and catch my breath. Your uh, arteries were just clogged. Now, Prosser didn't see the aftermath, but he saw what I did. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. But he didn't have drumsticks. So, he had fish sticks. <laughs> so I bacon wrapped the fish sticks. And how many it's, were in a, a box? It was a pack of 16, and I ate all of them in one sitting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just like, and then you're just like, I'm I, going all in on this one, baby. And then, yep, and then I went and laid down on the couch. <laughs> I, turned, I turned on uh, the, the series finale of Jeremiah, which I still haven't seen to this day. I started watching, and I immediately passed out. He was I out for, passed out. He was out for about three hours. <laughs> and we weren't quiet. Me and the other two roommates were trying to wake him up. We were like shaking him, like there are pots and pans being banged next oh to his head, God. and he wouldn't move. We were like, "Do we take him to the hospital? <laughs> like, Is he dead?" Like I had the best nap of my entire he life. Eventually, wakes up. We go, "Oh, <laughs> oh what happened?" Because I just how long was I out for? <laughs> you you wow. were asleep for three hours. What? <laughs> Like, I almost died. Wow. That was... <laughs> Makes you wonder what they put in those things, eh? You're just right? like, god damn. Well, once again, it was all sealed in with the bacon, so it's like, it's just it was just double greasy. And just, yeah, I ate the whole pack, which I would not advise to anyone ever. That's it was... so funny. You're just like, give her... That's the that's the secret to space travel. You just you just feed people that before throwing them in the fridge, and they'll they'll keep for months. <laughs> they'll keep forever, man. Yeah, just even time travel. You just lost track of time. You're like, I don't even know what happened. Yep. No, just it was out. Like, yeah, I have never done it again. It was a very unique experience. I almost died, but uh, it's made for a fun story to tell people. A that's cautionary. A cautionary tale, if you will. And isn't that what Christmas is all about? I think so, at the end of the day, yeah. yeah. Yep. Some along those lines. Oh, yes. 
Um, do you guys have a movie that like, like movie or movies or like TV specials that you just like every year? This is like, the yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we talked about this last year, didn't we? Cause sound of music was one I brought up. Yeah. We might've talked about this already. Oh, but, damn. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get your opinion though. Well, I you guess I could give you weren't there I guess last I, Christmas, right? Well, I guess like, yeah, I could say like, honestly, I don't remember what I said, but. That's why I said Prosper needs to listen to the podcast because me and you were working. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had the day off. Oh, no, he was he was just chilling. He was chilling I was, all day. I was working. You kinda. were waiting for people to show up and no one did. That's that's fair. I mean, uh shut up. <laughs> anyway. So uh yeah, Prosper, why didn't you listen and make a list? Check it twice. Gotta find out who's naughty or nice. Is the both of you because perverts were listening. <laughs> Um, I'm fine re-answering questions we answered last year. It's been a year. They can people can re-listen. Blaming oh. the victims, <laughs> like it's you guys because perverts were listening. <laughs> it's it's kind of yeah, it was, that's on it's you. It's not like obviously. I was like, "Come and get it, boys!" Ah. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Going full Ric Flair on them. Oh, I just flashed you guys in audio. <laughs> Shh, it's okay. Spider-Man's fine. Spider-Man's <laughs> fine. It's okay. Uh, oh, man. But no, uh, I don't mind answering that question. I, yeah, what's the answer to that question? So, movies I watch every year. Please let me go. <laughs> so, the movies I watch, I like to watch every year around this time. Not Die Hard. Well, I mean, Die Hard is one of them. But we've already discussed at nauseum uh, Die Hard because it's a great movie. Um, yeah. But... Another one that I absolutely love to watch around this time of year. Not Krampus. Yes, because Krampus was also discussed in nauseum. I got, uh, they just released a new cut of Krampus, which I have yet to watch, but I have it on 4K, and I'm very excited for it. Ooh. Um, yeah, they, uh, it's the, it's essentially like the unrated cut. It's called the Naughty Cut. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like the Shout Factory just did a 4K of it, and I'm very excited to watch it. I just haven't yet. Um, but another movie I love to watch... This time of year, because it's just a delight, is Jingle All the Way, starring yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. <laughs> and here's the thing. This this movie is not a masterpiece by any means. Actually, it's an excellent satire on consumerism and the follies of uh, capitalism. It certainly is, Ethan. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> It certainly like, is. Like, legit, it's probably one of the most accurate depictions of what it's like to go holiday shopping I've ever seen in a movie because people are complete and utter psychopaths. <laughs> um, See, I've never experienced that kind of, like even working in retail, I've never experienced that kind of thing. I, working at EB Games, I did. The people are crazy. Yeah. Like when they're looking for something specific. Well, specifically like the Christmas that uh, the X, like last year, like when the PS5 and Xbox first came out, like yeah. just pure insanity. The amount of people that came in looking for them and like pe people accused us of keeping them in the back. People well, yeah, accused like, us of holding them. Like, well, we were. Your, like average, then, your and, average person isn't going to know there's like such limited stock, right? No, like, exactly. Just like, well, can't you order the bid? Do you know where they're coming? It was like, I'd love to tell you, but I got no idea. Um, but no, like. Yeah, you're the, like, thanks, Xbox and PlayStation, you jerks. Yeah. Thanks for making my life a living hell. Yeah, appreciate um, it. But watching Jingle All the Way is a bit cathartic in that regard because just you you just you just get to see the over the top version of that, and you you want Arnold to succeed in his venture of finding the Turbo Man doll. 
Um, but it's it's got a lot of fun. Like there's fun characters in it. Like obviously Sinbad, who is yeah. just doing who's just doing his thing, and he works as a good foil for Arnold's character. Uh, the late Phil Hartman, who's just like the one of the most delightfully terrible people. Like he's the neighbor that everybody loves. He's he's Phil Hartman, and he's got some of the most memorable lines. Like he fucking calls up to talk to his wife, and he he's there just like, "Oh hi, how's it going? I need to speak to Liz. Could you put on the phone there?" Oh yeah, she's in the shower. Want me to go get her for you? No, <laughs> just some of the best interactions. Oh, these cookies are amazing. Uh, you you got you gotta you draw it out. Of the, Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Liz. Put that cookie down now! (laughs) Who told you could eat my cookies? Like, it's just so good. Um, And also, like, we obviously this movie takes place in a science fiction universe where where mail bombs are not strong enough to blow up uh, like, to kill people, but they are strong enough to turn the entire room inside out. I mean, it's the same It's the same universe that jetpacks exist. And I, yeah, I was getting to the jetpacks. It's clearly yeah. a science fiction universe because jetpacks that they... Are just used casually. Just casually. And enough. parades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just, there's a fully functioning jetpack in this movie, and no one bats an eye about it. Like They're all like, whoa, that's really cool. Come Not, on. Oh my gosh, this is going to kill a bunch of people. Also, it is pretty that, sweet. Also, that the, the, the suit for the stuntman who was going to play Turbo Man originally, like, either Arnold has a doppelganger or there is another, like, heavily built Austrian man who was supposed to be in the suit. Why does he have to be Austrian? Well, I don't know. It could, he, could be mo- he could be anything, really. But, like... He was clearly the same size as Arnold because the suit fit him perfectly. Well, do you even want to discuss about how, like, the, the villain suit also had a bunch of weapons on it? Yeah. Like, fully yeah, like, functioning, like, lethal weapons. Like, like the freaking, like, uh, yeah, the spinning blades and shit looking like a, like, looking like a weird version of, uh, actually, it looked, it looked almost like a prototype of uh, the Green Goblin suit like the, in yeah, Sam the, Raimi's yeah, Spider-Man. Mm, no, like... <laughs> The whole thing was weird, man. The whole movie is weird. Like this, like, yeah, weird, uh, weird Power Rangers show that exists within the universe of the movie. Isn't Turbo Man, like, the lead of that show? He is, yes. But then what's with the Power Ranger team, like? <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're like the putties, but they they work for the bad guy. It's something no sense. And then, uh, yeah. of course, there's, there's his, his, his pal Booster, like, who's, who's voiced, uh, isn't that, um... Who voices him? Uh, he plays Metatron in Supernatural. Yes. He doesn't voice him, he just plays him too. Yeah. Oh. It's so funny. Oh, it's Booster. What do I look like, Mary Poppins? <laughs> but like, that movie... Well, uh, Mary Poppins, y'all! It's not, like, it's not the greatest movie on the planet, but dear God, is it entertaining. It I is know. fun, though. It's a yeah. fun one, for sure. Like, yeah. I have I have a lot of fun watching it. It's fun. And like, and like Jake Lloyd's in it, and you know what? He's good. Like, he's fine. Like... He's not wizard. No. Because, like... <laughs> wizard, man. It's wizard. Like, you didn't write that, guys. Leave him alone. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, you know what? He's, he's just... He's a kid. He's a kid in that movie, and he does a fine job. Yep. He's actually... I think he's directed better than he is in episode one. He's fine. Oh, I would say a, so. Probably most yeah. people are in most movies. Jamie. Except the very, very terrible ones. 
And, and I, I quote, I also quote that movie a lot because when people say things, I'm just like, oh, it's re that's really cool. <laughs> it's, it's just that's really cool, man. And remember, Liz, Liz you're my number one customer. You're my number one customer. No, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want a terrible man for Christmas? Forget that I'm going to sit on your lap. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with it. It's, it's a fun little movie for the holiday season. It is. Um, what's another one I like to watch? I mean, it's not a... You don't watch Christmas movies, because I try and get you to watch Christmas movies, and you're like, ah, I want to watch this movie. Of course, I watch uh, Lethal Weapon, which is also no, it's a, not Christmas a Christmas movie. movie. <laughs> the movie ends with Christmas dinner. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know it's not Easter? Because he says, you're not going to make me eat my wife's Christmas turkey with, <laughs> without you. Kinky? No, she's just a bad cook. It's just, it's the funniest thing. Yeah, because it pays off from the, the middle of the movie. Because uh, as Riggs is leaving, the first time they hang out at uh, Murtaugh's house, and he's just like, hey, Riggs, do you really like my wife's cooking? It's like, no, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just like, ah, the, the, they're growing as friends. It's great. Uh, <laughs> That was semi, that was semi a joke, but I, I love Lethal Weapon. It's just it's a great, yeah, just a fantastic show. Also about family, and uh, the family that you find about a racist and a black man coming together. Oh well, yeah. See, it's great. Christmas brings everyone together. Christmas uh, brings everyone together. Oh no, a white sheet of snow. That's the cocaine at the beginning of the movie. Christmas is racist. Racist. <laughs> I don't think that's the thesis we want to come out of this with. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying words. Apparently. Um, apparently. What else, what else we got? I'm trying to think. I feel like there's another big one that I like watching around the holidays. I don't know. Is there? Like, Krampus is definitely one of the bigger ones. But, like, again, it's been... Krampus has been discussed to death. Gremlins, of course. Another fun one. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a gooder. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, just a lot of the same ones you guys liked. Tried to throw a bit of my own stuff in there. But it's just fun to watch shit during the holidays. It is, I agree. Just those little bits. Those little, those little things you save for when the snow falls on the ground. I yeah. mean, like, there's, uh, I mean, there's, there's three movies that, like, that I always like watching back-to-back. -back, but it's a long-ass marathon. But whenever the snow falls the first time, the three movies I always want to watch without fail, would be The Hateful Eight, The Shining, and The Thing. Hmm. Which you wouldn't think would work together as a uh, as a trilogy of movies, but they share a lot of the same aesthetics and themes. Like the same kind of feel and look a lot, too, yeah. I 100%. But like, I can get that. But also, like that is, that is an all-day commitment type of marathon if yeah. you're going to watch those, because like The Hateful Eight by itself is like... An hour, like two and a half, and a half hours. About yeah, a it's a long one. The Shining's about two hours. Same thing with The Thing. Like, and all are fantastic movies. All of them deal with uh, themes of isolation and distrust and yeah. going crazy. So, but they all have drastically differed. Like, you got a Western in there, you got a ghost story, and you got uh, a sci-fi horror film. So... You right. get a lot of flavor, lots of snow. So, like, that would be, like, 
it's not necessarily like a Christmas thing I like to do, but it's definitely like the, when the snow starts to fall and you think about like spending time inside, those are three movies that I think become incredibly relevant for that time. That of works year. for you. hundred percent, man. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I love watching those. I mean, they're all just great friggin' movies. Like, yeah. Like at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Right. Mm hmm. Just like some great movies. Like I've like I felt like watching uh I felt like rewatching Doctor Sleep for the last little bit here, but I'm like, oh, but if I'm gonna watch Doctor Sleep, I gotta watch The Shining first and then rewatch Doctor Sleep. I haven't watched that actually. Is it good? It's good. I really like Doctor Sleep. Um it's not like it's a it's interesting because it's a movie that is very much for about two thirds of the movie, it is a, it is its own film. Yeah. Like, cause like it's a grown up Danny Torrance and like the kind of like who, who he became because of the trauma that happened in his childhood. Right. And you, and you get this like Ewan McGregor plays it perfectly. Um, and for about two thirds of the movie, it is very much like its own film about this character. And if you've never seen the shining, it would work perfectly fine. Yeah. And then the other third of the movie is a hundred percent a direct sequel. Yeah. Direct sequel that pays tribute to the book that King wrote as well as visually the and story wise. Too. Yeah. And like they, they do this tightrope at rope act where they never fall too far to one side or the other. Yeah. Cause I think the, the ending that they go with, a lot of things they had to do in the movie of Dr. Sleep were because of what Kubrick did in his version, but it ends off paying off in a way that feels in line more with the original novel and not necessarily what a direct sequel to the shiny movie would be. And right. it's this, it's this really interesting thing they do where they manage to be a great adaptation of the Dr. Sleep book. In addition to being a really good sequel to the shining Mm -hmm. uh, movie but also being a really good sequel to the novel of the shining oh, they, okay like yeah. they managed to they pull off all three somehow and uh i don't know if that would work as well if you didn't have somebody like mike flanagan directing it like he's the same guy who did like uh, haunting of hill house and bly manor he did midnight mass recently mm -hmm. um also the movie oculus which was like i thought was quite good um, there's a movie called Hush on Netflix that I also think is quite good. He did the adaptation of Gerald's Game. Like, just so the dude is just like a really great horror director and just knows what he likes. But like his stories are like he knows how to tell really good character stories, and that's what this needed to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. If you haven't watched Doctor Sleep, I would highly recommend it. It is a mm. great movie, and especially like if you like Kubrick's The Shining, like they they do a really good job of following it up and it's not, it's not a Stanley. It, he doesn't emulate Stanley Kubrick's style except when he needs to. Yeah. And it, and it kind of helps separate the, the world of the overlook and just like the overall like world that this movie takes place. And it kind of helps give that separation. So, right. So I, uh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Sleep is just, yeah, just a really good movie. Like, it's hard for me to say, like, it's hard for me to say if it's as good as The Shining, because, again, like, you're talking a movie that's, like, considered a classic of the genre and just has well, been around is, for yeah, years, yeah. right? 
So yeah. you, like it, it's hard to say, but like I would say it is as far as sequels are concerned, it it is it is a worthy sequel to that original movie. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. Cool. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There you go, viewers. <laughs> watch watch Doctor Sleep this holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing says Christmas. Nothing says like Christmas sleep. like like Ewan McGregor fighting psychic vampires. It's true. It's great. Huh. Yeah. There you go. What? <laughs> I just went going to a tirade on how much I love Dr. Oh, Sleep. Okay. Last night I went to a tirade. Or no, was it this last night? This morning I went to a tirade with Trent. We were driving. We were talking about just a bunch of stuff. And I ranted for like 15 minutes on the drive. Hmm. Uh, the drive is a 20 minute drive. <laughs> like just we're, the on the phone. we're going to the same set together we're gonna yeah. see each other and like i'm just like oh let me just tell you about this random thing with walt disney for the next like 15 minutes because mm-hmm. i got nothing else going for me yep because it's a long ass drive and we got nothing better to do <laughs> is it a recent thing or is it like an old thing oh it's just old oh, okay old stuff why people like like to hop on him for things that like he didn't actually do. Mm-hmm. Try and cancel Disney. I was talking to someone recently, and they're like, "I don't know why people try to cancel dead people. They're kind of already been canceled, they're haven't dead. they?" <laughs> it's like <laughs> they, they already, ultimate cancel. Life They've been canceled by biology. Them, <laughs> like, give it a rest. <laughs> no shit, that's so funny. Yeah, like, they've been canceled for a while. I don't know what. what yeah, what are we getting upset about here, folks? Like, I get, like, I guess you could go after Uncle Walt if you want, but I don't know what good it's gonna do. It's true. But uh, well, you keep posting. What 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 next? Um, what's on the docket? That's a fantastic question, Ethan. You know, um, we're canceling Disney. <laughs> It's not necessarily like what's well, a lot of people like to go after the corporation now too and mm. be like, oh, Disney are bad. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, but like so is every other corporation, man. That's literally exactly. all they like, do. Like at it's least lit- they're trying to make an effort to like bring some joy to your life. <laughs> As opposed to other corporations that are just like stealing your data and they don't even ask. At least so, they like, at least as a corporation, it's part of their function. Yes. To bring some joy to your life. Yeah. Like at least like they're doing the bare, the, the, the bare minimum to try and Im- improve your disposition as opposed to other corporations that just kind of are terrible because they're terrible. Yeah. Like you want to hear bad corporations, man. Video game companies are the worst. Mm. Hmm. Oh yeah. No shit, man. <laughs> no shit. They're not even trying uh, to make it fun anymore. They're just like, how can we make you pay us more money? Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, haven't I done enough? I gave you $80. If I like your game, I'll pay you more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bro. Like, don't put walls in front of me. I just want to have fun. Um, like, like, no, here's a question for you guys, I guess. This is not related to anything we were just talking about. That's probably okay. What is, like, the most Christmassy movie Ever. The most Christmassy movie ever. Hmm. Hmm. Like if hard. you could pick if you could pick one movie that like <sighs> touches on everything that Christmas is, what would it be? Mm, bad Santa. <laughs> Never seen it. I have zero context. 
Oh God, I've actually it, never seen Bad Santa either. It, it's pretty it or funny. Not. I mean, it's pretty like pretty terrible at moments, but well, of course, it's, it's Billy like Bob Billy Thornton, Bob right? Thornton is like yeah. just in his zone, right? Like he just loves being an a hole. Oh, of course. Like, I love watching Billy Bob Thornton be an a hole, man. It's so funny. Um, oh, honestly, though, honestly. I don't even watch a lot of Christmas movies, like Christmas themed stuff. It's just like, I don't know. Um, I used to back in the day. So let's go with the classic, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, man. That is some oh, classic yeah. Christmas stuff right there. That is Christmas all over the place. Oh, 100%. Like any of those old, like uh, stop motion, Rankin Bass type stuff. Like, yeah. uh, like Frank, what was it? Um, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yep. That one's a fun one. Year without Santa. I think so. What's the one with the 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 the, the big guy who who walks and they do a whole song about him walking, like Old Man Winter. That's that's Santa Claus. That's coming Santa Claus coming to town. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if it had a different name or not. Um, then Bros is like, yes, that one. <laughs> a lot of the old, um, actually, you know, the speaking of Disney, there is those um, kind of those like compilation like cartoons where it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like where there's a bunch of like these animated shorts that were like put on around the Christmas season. My grandparents had a VHS of it and like, we'd watch it almost every year. There was like, there was like Donald duck working in like a toy factory. If I remember correctly. Okay. There was uh, these two rabbits that would skate on the ice. I think that was, a, I think they were rabbits. Yep. yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, and then there was a, yeah. Cause, uh, at the same, in the same one, it's like there's a a carriage take. Yeah, because there's a there's a couple people that are also skating, and it's like they parallel yeah, they, each yeah. other. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you're like, talking about. Just and like that that's stuck in my brain, just like being like a very Christmassy, incredibly Christmassy yeah. feeling one. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just just makes you because I think to me like one of the big things with uh, Christmas stuff like it should have an element that really just makes you feel warm inside mm-hmm. like it should have the the effect of like the effect of like a a chimney fire not a chimney fire though but uh <laughs> it should have the effect of a <laughs> oh god my house is on you fire you just mean like the warmth of a fireplace yes the warmth of a fire i was trying I to think of a saying, fireplace the i thought of chimney fire, fire. <laughs> burn your house down <laughs> This movie's so good. Fucking this shit up, son. Like, this, let's go. This movie, this movie makes me feel like my house is on fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing, man. Like, yeah. Okay. What, you guys never had a good old-fashioned Christmas chimney fire? <laughs> I freaking love that. That's no. so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like a, like, like a log, like a log fire. Like, you should have, like, that element that just, like, makes you... Feel warm inside. A log fire yeah, is what I call I get it. What you're I have saying. Too much spicy food. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I got what you were saying, buddy. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I just found it very funny. <laughs> yeah, this is a chimney. Well, yeah, it should feel like a chimney fire. I'm like, I don't know if that thing. I don't know if that's what it. <laughs> like, no, I don't know if that's what that means. You think it means fire? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Jack Frost burning down your house. <laughs> ah, Yuletide arsonists. Yep. Um, and that's like uh, starting some fires. Uh, because I'm trying to think, like, because obviously, like the the Santa Claus. Yeah. Like that's a like obviously a very Christmassy movie. 
um, Tim, Polar Express. Polar Express. Um, actually, a, a more recent one, the, the Christmas Chronicles, the the first one, where like I still enjoyed the second one quite a bit. The second one's fun too, but like that first one is ridiculous. Like uh, it like because it like does this weird thing where like it essentially just makes Santa like what would Santa be like if he was like in the real world and almost turns him into like a superhero. Mm-hmm. It's it's very interesting, and of course, like the Santa in question is played by Kurt Russell, who uh, is just great in everything. I haven't I haven't seen that, but I kind of want to because it's a good family. It's Kurt flick. Russell, like, man. Like it's one of those things that, like don't expect a masterpiece, obviously. Yeah, but like yeah. it's a real good fl- family flick. Like it's really cheesy. The second one is more cheesy, but yeah. still like in a delightful way. Oh, hundred oh. percent. Like uh, the the like. Is that a spoiler to say who the bad guy is? I can't remember. In the second one? Yeah. The second one, uh, yeah, Belschnickel. Belschnickel, and he's played oh, by... Oh, uh, Yeah, and he's played by the friggin' kid from, uh, like, Deadpool 2. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen somebody actually watching that. I haven't watched it. Yeah, like, and, like, I think that I one is a... That. And it's a lot of fun. Like, it's... Like, and it, it, like, it's a weird thing to say, but it's, like... It's, like, essentially, if if you, like... If they ever put Santa Claus in the MCU, this is the Santa Claus that would that's be in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the best way I could describe it is essentially they, they make Santa Claus into a superhero. Yeah. With a couple of jazz numbers throughout. Yeah, he sings. It's great. There's it's, time travel not, in the right? second one. Yep. They just, they just, they just essentially turn the camera on and say, all right, Kurt, do your thing. And it's delightful. <laughs> Just in hmm. front of a green screen, he's like, and now we're going to do this thing. And they're like, yep. well, I guess we're putting that in the movie now. Uh, I guess we're writing this as we go. <laughs> Kurt <laughs> wants to do a musical number in jail. Let's get the piano in here. <laughs> uh, pull it in, pull it in. Yeah. He's got a saxophone now. All right. I guess that's happening. <laughs> um, I yeah, suppose the, this is a thing that's happening now. <laughs> yep. This is our lives, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. We have to, we have to, we have to make this work somehow. But no, like uh, that one's really fun. What was the? What's the movie where they're like the kids trapped in the uh, the oh, airport? Catch that kid! Catch that no, kid! No, uh, unaccompanied minors. Unaccompanied minors. Catch that kid is that one with Kristen Stewart and go karts? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, uh, but unaccompanied minors is the one you're talking about, where they're all trapped in the uh, airport for Christmas. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That one, like, that was the reason when I watched. And it's weird, because, like, I have memories of that movie, but I thought Bruce Willis was in it. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just, like, me mixing that movie with Die Hard 2. because <laughs> oh, just Because yeah. that one takes place at an airport as well. But for some reason, I always thought Bruce Willis was in that movie. It was like, oh, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like the airport cop, obviously. Mm. But that one's, like, that was a fun one. Just, like, kids getting into shenanigans because there's no parents around. Oh, yeah. I'm such a dummy. I'm such a dummy. I know the answer to the ultimate Christmas movie because it's been remade probably about 10 billion times. Oh, shit, I know exactly what you're going to say. It's the Christmas Carol. Yes. It's the Christmas Carol is the most Christmassy movie because why else would you tell that story as many times as it's been told? Again and again and again. That's yeah. fair. The but... Flintstones have done it. The <laughs> Muppets have done it. Mickey has done it. I'm pretty sure... Like, I don't know, name something. They've probably done a version of A Christmas Carol. They, they've they've done a movie about the making of A Christmas Carol. We need to watch that, actually, still. We do. 
with Mr. Dan Stevens. Yes. Um, the hottest man alive, not Idris Elba. That's a callback to two years ago. <laughs> Paul Rudd now. <laughs> Paul oh, no, Rudd. That's the thing. And would any? Here's the. Here's the thing. Would anybody here in this in this podcast argue that Paul Rudd is not the sexiest man alive? Well, again, and it's not the sexiest yeah, like, man alive. Like, yeah, when you when you found out that, were you like, "Oh my gosh, that's totally wrong"? No, you probably like, you know what? Yep, he yeah, earned it. All right, yeah, that checks out. I just felt like good for him, man. <laughs> well, again, it's he's like done it. I just feel like because he's such a regular like dude, like mm-hmm. in his personality and like. A lot of the characters he plays, obviously, but like he, just him, like in general, like, yeah. the energy he gives off. But again, it's again, not the, like this big, like A-lister celebrity. He's like, even though he is, but he just comes off as such regular guy. So I'm like, good for him. Well, it's good. like uh, again, I imagine like in the uh, in the voting room, and they're like, oh, well, who's who's we who do we got in the running? Is just like, oh, you know, like Paul Rudd's is like Paul Rudd. Uh, like I yeah like I guess so but like isn't he like kind of young for that? It's like he's in his fifties. He's in his fifties. <laughs> <laughs> like holy what? Shit. <laughs> he's doing the same. He's doing the same stem cell bath that uh, Tom Cruise is doing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I yeah. mean, I think there's ar- I think there's argument. Like you could argue a whole bunch of guys, right? Whatever, but like. I'm like, I, I couldn't care less. I'm like, good for him, man. Yeah, I know. Hell yeah. Yep, like, everyone's like, yeah, no, he earned it. <laughs> good for old Paul Rudd. Good old, good old Paul Rudd. Yeah. But I guess I was going to say, like, who did the Christmas Carol the best, but I think the answer is obviously the Muppets. Like, Muppet Christmas Carol is just, just delightful. Yeah, and maybe. Michael Caine as Scrooge is just perfect. That tracks. Like, like even like even if that movie wasn't uh, like if that movie wasn't um, a Muppets, but you just cast Michael Caine as Scrooge and you just did a, like a completely straight version of a Christmas Carol, he'd be perfect casting. It would still work, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's why that casting works so well because in addition to it, like it's a funny ass movie. Mm-hmm. But like Michael Caine could have played that straight or for or for laughs, and it would have worked either way. And it still would work. Yeah. Yeah. But no, man, I watched the shit out of uh, the Flintstones Christmas Carol when I was a kid, like almost every single year. <laughs> Where they're putting on a stage show of it. Yes, which just raises a lot of questions about the timeline of the Flintstones. It's like, okay, if Christmas exists, then uh, did like, was Jesus a caveman? Is like <laughs> Those are questions that why are we asking, though? I mean, we <laughs> like, all know really? that the... We all know the Jetsons and the Flintstones take place at the same time. Yeah. So, it, uh, you know, it all makes sense, obviously. So this list on Wikipedia that I'm looking up for Christmas movies. Yeah. And we'll go back to Christmas Carol, because there's a lot of Christmas, the Christmas Carol. Oh, 100%. Um, so Die Hard isn't on the list, but you know what movie is that Prosper's going to murder me for? What? Rent. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Are you kidding me? So technically... <sighs> It does take place a lot around Christmas. Mm. However, it doesn't because it takes place over the course of a year. But like in the musical itself, like it op- the musical opens up with them singing about Christmas bells are ringing. Like I ag- I agree. I don't think that's a Christmas movie. I don't, but it's on the list and Die Hard isn't. And that's the funniest thing to me in the world. <laughs> like that is the most inconsistent thing. That makes that makes me so upset. People who love Die Hard like, oh, be like, "What in the um, Sam Hill?" 
Uh, but Rocky four and five are on the list. What? Die Hard <laughs> is not. <laughs> Rocky fours and five because they take place on Christmas Day. Oh God! <laughs> like, oh yeah, I guess like they have Rocky five. Like there is a Christmas and tree. And uh, Santa uh, with muscles is also on the list. Santa with muscles. Hulk Hogan. Where like I pitched this movie, but it was starring Steven Seagal. As a mall Santa, but turns out they did that movie with Hulk Hogan already. <laughs> You're like, ah. Oh. I was just like, oh, wouldn't it be great to do a movie where like there's a mall Santa who's like, like an ex marine or something like that, and then terrorists take over a shopping mall, and it's the small Santa has to fight terrorists, and apparently they did that movie already with Hulk They're Hogan. They're like, been there, done that. You're it's like, like oh. damn it, it's such a good concept. Of course, it's been done already. You're like, of course, this makes complete sense. Yep. Have you ever seen The Family Man? The Family Man. I can't it's say. It's a Nick Cage one. Oh, Family Man. Yeah. I haven't, actually, I don't think. I've heard of it, though. So that's on At least my I list. I feel now. like I, I guess have. I'm going to add that to the list. Yeah, Nick Cage needs to play Santa Claus at some point. That'd be amazing. Have you seen, like, the trailer for his latest movie where it's where like he plays the himself? Great... Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's Pedro like, Pascal. <laughs> yeah, the marketing's like the most Nick Cage movie ever. I was like, God, honestly, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks it looks that. like legit looks like a good movie. Yeah. Um I just, I just hope hilarious. the man I just hope the man's having fun with his career now and like I think he clearly is. Yeah. He doesn't like, even care anymore, man. Zero yeah. shit's given, dude. Well, as long as like he can still do like kind of the weird art housey stuff every now and again. Like that's cool. I think that's like, what he does most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm fine with it. Like, it, uh, fucking he, let him do let him do what he wants. I'm good. I'm good let with Nick do Cage thing, doing whatever. Eh? Yeah. Like I'm like without any irony, I am legitimately excited to see him play Dracula. I am legitimately excited to see that. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that could be really good. So we'll we'll see what happens. Nope, never mind. I I missed it. There's an action section. Oh, there we go. Uh, Batman Returns is on that list, and so is Die Hard 1 and 2. Batman Returns actually is a pretty Christmassy movie. Uh, In Bruges, apparently, is a Christmas movie. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Right. Lethal Weapon made the list. Reindeer Games. Reindeer Games, of course. And the first Rambo. Rambo doesn't take place at Christmas, does it? Rambo First Blood. I've seen that movie, so, oh, fuck, no, there's, there's a Christmas tree in the police station. There 100% is a Christmas tree in the police station. <laughs> That's the qualifications, eh? <laughs> like, at least I think there is. Oh, yeah, no, I'm pretty. Yeah, no. Also, no, uh, Professor, no. I found a, we have to watch uh, another version of A Christmas Carol. Oh. George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. George C. Scott? George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> George, we're fine, G. C. Scott? Could we, could we turn up the heat in here, Mr. Scrooge? We're kind of cold. You're fine! Ah, <laughs> oh, man, yes, we definitely need, I need to, to see to find that, that movie. George, oh, George C. Scott is a delight. Fuck, what movie were you watching a while ago? It was, an, it was, yeah, it was one of the Rescuers movies. Rescuers Down Under. Yep. And George C. Scott plays the villain. And I'm just like, how could nobody talks about this villain? He's, he's delightful. And then you're just like, is that because he's good or because he's voiced by George C. Scott and we love him? Little <laughs> 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 call me. Those call are some me. questions there. Yeah. Uh, they also legit. count Jaws the Revenge because it opens in Christmas. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, nothing it's more. Like just so, like, just the slightest mention of Christmas is. Quality. I mean, Michael Caine's in that one, too, so. 
and and uh and uh crap i can't remember her name but uh like brody's wife is haunted by uh the ghosts of of her past in that one so yes so yes jaws revenge clearly a christmas movie (laughs) um what else we got i mean like so funny in the same way that, like, and again, I know it's been talked about to death, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. But in the same way that, like, Trick or Treat is, like, one of the most Halloween-y movies of all time, Krampus is one of the most Christmassy movies ever made, just from, like, an iconography standpoint. Well, that's the whole point, right? Yeah, like, that movie is just, like, full of Christmas stuff, to the point where there's even, like, an animated, like, kind of stop-motion section of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, like I- it, I realized just I think yesterday that Trick or Treat and the and Krampus are the exact same movie just with different holidays. Oh, 100 percent. Because all it is is about people who don't believe in the holiday. Yeah. That they're celebrating getting punished. Yep. You you, you disrespect Halloween. Well, <laughs> this is what happens. You're toast, buddy. You, you disrespect Christmas. Oh, here comes Krampus. Can't wait to see what happens to the person who disrespects Arbor Day in that universe. <laughs> Well, they already, they made an offhanded joke. Like, no, I'm not the in. turkey. They made an offhanded joke about a demonic Easter bunny. So, like, I would love to see that movie. <laughs> that would be something else. If if Michael Doherty just wants to do, like, a horror movie for every single holiday and put it in the same universe, I'm more than fine with this. <laughs> You're like, I'm good with this. This tracks. Yeah. If they're all as good, why the hell not? Yeah. Um... There's another, like, Christmassy movie that I'm blanking on right now, but, like, well, it's one that, well, I guess it's not really a Christmas movie, but it's one I watch around this time of year, and it's another Schwarzenegger movie, funny enough, End of Days, which is a, it's a New Year's movie, it, it's, uh, for the New Year's of 1999, and the movie, it, the premise sounds more awesome than the movie actually is, but it is Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Satan. But it also has one of the best lines ever. Oh, yes. Hmm. Well, it's got, uh, well, it's got a couple of really good lines, but, uh, the, that's the movie, if you've ever seen the clip where, uh, Arnold's talking to a guy and he calls him a choir boy, that's him talking to Satan. He's like, you're a choir boy compared to me, a choir boy. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, yeah, Arnold called Satan a choir boy. This movie's amazing. You're like, um, this works for me. And like, Satan is played by Gabriel Byrne, who's just like, he's he's taking it 100%. Like, he, he's he's going for the Oscar in in that one. I, I enjoy yeah, he it. Just a it. pro, eh? Nobody, nobody, nobody got an Oscar in End of Days. It's not a great movie, but it's a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger has to fight Satan in order to stop the end of the world. Which makes like, sense. That tracks. Like, there, like uh, there's a... Yeah, like, there's, like, the... There's a whole mystery around, like, the, this girl that's born who's named uh, Kristen York, and, like, her name is, like... It's like someone's looking for it. It's like, ah, Christ in York. Like, they're like, because the movie takes place in New York City. It's just like, oh, Jesus. Um, oh, boy. And then they do this whole thing where uh, the, the, the convoluted reason for like Satan coming back and it being significant that it's like the, the New Year's of 1999. This priest is like, well, you see in a mirror, 666 becomes 999, like 1999, the year of his return. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> like, okay. 
<laughs> think we think we jumped through a couple hoops to to find that one, but sure. Yeah, that was a little bit of a stretch, eh? <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, someone's ah, right. doing their exercise this morning. I see. Yeah, it's like all right, this this is fine. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there's a and then there's another line that's like again in another movie. This line would be like an unfor like still a good one liner, but like it'd be like even better in another movie. But it's like the priest is just like the only way you're going to feed him is faith. And he's like, between your faith and my Glock 9mm, I take my Glock. <laughs> it's like, like, ah, classic Arnold. Oh, man, yeah. So, so that's like, it's not, again, not not the greatest Arnold movie, but it's one that I enjoy watching every year just because of the premise alone carries the film through. As long as you're having fun, buddy. No, exactly. And who doesn't enjoy Arnold in the holidays? Some good old Arnie. Exactly. It's a great double feature with a uh, jingle all the way. <laughs> um, what else you got with a Christmas Carol? That's it. That's all I had. It's just oh, Christmas Carol exists. Yeah, that's that was basically it. It's like, I, I could go on about that movie forever, but like that to me is the epitome of a Christmas movie. The whole message behind it is just yeah. um, purely Christmas. Yeah. It's about it's and it, it stems. It covers. I think every field of what christmas is just about being a good person about doing unto others as you would have them do unto you being with mm -hmm. family yep not taking people for granted like there's just so much mm -hmm. and i think it's the ultimate story i mean it's in the title it's in the title mm -hmm. you're just all jealous i came up with the best answer i mean like i think a lot of people would also argue miracle on 34th street as well I mean, yeah, but it has been adapted, like, a billion times. It's been adapted a couple times. It's been adapted once. No, it's got... There's two, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, there's the original one, and then the remake. I'm, so it's been adapted once. I'm, I'm certain they've done it more than that. No. Give me, let me take a look here. No. Miracle, Miracle on 34th Street. Matt, you're with me on this, Because right? it's got... It's got John... No idea. Uh, John Hammond uh, in one of them. Richard Attenborough? Yes, Richard yeah. Attenborough. John Hammond. You mean John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? His name is my name, too. No, it's not. Your name is Jesse Prosser. His name is my name, too. Um, Miracle on 34th Street. Let's take a gander here. How many of these exist? Two. Uh, you're wrong, Ethan. There's two of them. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Because the first one, I think, was uh, 1934? Uh, 47. 47? The second one was 94. Yes. Yeah. Listen, all I'm saying, that movie literally has Santa Claus in it. So does most Christmas that movies. That movie literally has Santa Claus? Like, I'm what's just your saying, Are you Elf has to Santa Claus in it. Is that is that a, just as Christmassy of a movie? Uh, I mean, it, uh, it's got James Caan in it. I don't know what that has to do with Christmas, but... I said Santa. But he's in it. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> just fun fact, Elf has James Caan in it. Um, What else we got? I do like Elf, I, too. It's a fun one. Elf's pretty like uh, uh, yeah. Elf, uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's Will Ferrell's best movie by any means, but it's but okay. It, it definitely has like that Christmassy feel to it. But is it the ultimate Christmas movie? No, 
Like, I think you are. Is that the question? question? <laughs> yeah, like, like that was basically oh. it. Like, what's the ultimate Christmas? That movie? was the question. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that the? I thought we were still talking about like, oh, favorite Christmas movie. Oh no, like, oh no, my favorite Christmas movie. I'd have to think about. Uh, oh, I can't believe we're. No, still it's a wonderful about. life. That's it, uh, my, my favorite Christmas movie. Christmas movie is it's a wonderful life. That's, mm-hmm. that's my answer last year. It's this year hasn't changed, but like. The ultimate Christmas movie to me, I think, is A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And it's not just, like, to me, that's not even just the ultimate Christmas movie. That's the ultimate Christmas story. Like, I mean, yeah, people I, argue that I, a Christmas story is the ultimate Actually, Christmas story. No, no, story. People, would, people would argue that the Bible has the ultimate Christmas story. <laughs> uh, actually. <laughs> I know there would be somebody being like, mm, Ethan. Ethan. I was actually you're like. You're missing the point of Christmas. And I, it's like, I am talking about. I am talking about the Hollies and the Jollies. Actually, I was I was in a uh, perform my first ever theater performance was in a play called Miracle on Bethlehem Street, and it was uh, it was yeah. it was the story of. Uh, I know I was in the same thing. Oh, well, there you go. It was yep. uh, it was I played Joseph, pretty key character for someone who's seven years old to play. I mean, that just sounds like a most Christmas pageants pageant no this is yeah. a this is a full-on play that's that's what they're called it's a christmas pageant what that's like that's actually what they call it at isn't christmas a pageant pageants? a different yeah isn't yeah. it isn't that a different thing no because we didn't do christmas stuff every single year it was just that one year yeah we're talking about like matt you grew up in church right uh no this didn't yeah. have anything to do with church <laughs> no, we just we yeah. did the play every 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 year, they'd put on, like, some kind of Christmas thing, right? Yeah. Uh, people do some things. Like, we just call it our Christmas program. Like, people call it different things. But more or less, if you're, like, retelling the birth of Christ, it's the Christmas pageant. Yeah. I see. Well, that's not what we called it. But, yeah, because uh, you're a bunch of weird backwater hicks in Athabasca. How could you? <laughs> you know, some oh, of those hit. Some of those people... Some of those, some of those people listen to this program. I'll have you know, not a single person does. That's possible. Anyway, <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, no, the, I think yeah, I think you are right. That probably is the best answer. But specifically, I would say the Muppet Christmas Carol is the best one. I don't know, man. I don't know, because it's just it tells the story in a great way and is just delightful to watch. But there's something about just the classic story that just like it really touches. I still gotta watch the original, like that, uh, like the black and white one. There's a couple. Yeah, like I got I gotta watch some of the older ones for sure. We'll just do a Christmas uh, Christmas Carol marathon and I, watch all like the Christmas ten <laughs> Christmas Carol go. Christmas Carolathon. See which one is the best. We'll we'll do direct comparisons. Which yeah. one that, is the best? That would actually be West. kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie. Well, like, we'll yeah, we'll include all like the parodies and all that as well. Uh, Christmas tree, oh, mm-hmm. Christmas tree. So there's a copyright strike right there. Uh, no, that one's uh, oh, ten and I'm sure that's public domain, right? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know if oh, Christmas tree is public domain or not. Oh, Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> what song am I legally allowed to sing around here? Uh, we don't know. Wait, wasn't there one with Patrick Stewart? I would have to assume so. 
I think every aged British actor has played Ebenezer Scrooge at some point. Maybe it was a TV movie? I remember seeing one with Patrick Stewart. Mm, that'd be cool. Um, here's, a, here's a fun question to ask for you guys. What would you say, it's not really movie related, but it can be. What would you say is one of your favorite uh, Christmas gifts that you have ever gotten? Hmm. Like I'll say from like your childhood specifically, like what is one of the, one of your favorite gifts you ever got on Christmas? Mm, I got this cool, like back in the day, I got this, my mom got me this Batmobile that turned into the Batboat that turned oh, hell into yeah. the Batplane. You know which one I'm talking about? Oh like, yeah. hundred percent. That was, that sick. was, that would have been around, uh, like when Batman Forever or Batman and Robin came I think out, it was right? Batman Forever. I yeah. think it was back because it had the boat and stuff too. Oh, 100%. Um, I remember the commercials guess, for that guy. Like, honestly, I don't remember like a ton of my gifts. It's not like we got like these monstrous gifts every year. But every mm-hmm. once in a while, I was like, man, that one always like sticks out in my head for whatever reason. Because I think that was like just the coolest thing yeah. that I got. Like Christmas morning, wake up. Yeah. God damn, I got the Batmobile. Oh, and then my it turns God. into the boat. And that turns into the plane. Let's go and grab <laughs> oh my, my Batman, God. and away we went. Like that was sick. Because yeah. part of the fun of like toys when you're at that age is just like the possibilities for play. Like the more yeah. options you had, the more fun the toy was. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent, man. I can agree with that. It was sweet, Shit. man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no. Uh, I can remember specifically for me growing up. It's kind of a it's kind of a two parter, a three parter actually. Um. Because I was a big fan of Beast Wars growing up. Oh, like yeah. The, the cartoon Beast Wars. Just, yeah, me too, just, buddy. Because how like because it, it was just awesome. Like, when you're a kid. And, like, that was actually, like... I never really watched the original Transformers, obviously. Because, like, you know, that shit came out in the 80s. And, like, yeah. I always knew about it. But it was never, like... That like, wasn't Optimus my trans- Primal, bro? Come on. Yeah, Optimus Primal, Rat Trap, Rhinox. Like, Waspinator. Um... All those characters, like, I knew those guys. That was, like, my Transformers show was Beast Wars. Yeah. And I had, a like, I had a bunch of them growing up. But, like, I remember specifically for a long, for a couple of Christmases, I got uh, one, of the, one of my first Christmases, I got the T-Rex Megatron. Yeah. Yeah, like, I got the T-Rex Megatron, and I still have it somewhere. It's in a it's in a container somewhere. It's missing a piece that broke off, and I'm still gutted about that. Oh, that's but cool, like, dude. But I've got, like, that original Megatron there. And then a couple Christmases later, after they, like, got cyberized, I got the, like, I got the mechanical T-Rex for Christmas. Uh, yeah, I didn't like when they went that direction. I like yeah, the, like, I like the original. It was kind stuff. of a mixed bag. Like, some of them looked really cool, but others were just like, ah, what are you doing? Yeah. Um... And then when they like went back to Cybertron and they changed again and Megatron was the dragon, I got the dragon for Christmas. (laughs) You're like, dope. And specifically, I remember needing help for the first two Transformers, like those first two Megatrons. I remember needing help because, of course, you're a kid. You don't you don't read the instructions, you know, figure out how it's going to work. You just kind of go for it. And eventually you're like, I need help with this. This is like, ah, man, I could read or I could just ask for help. (laughs) Yeah, I I need help with these instructions. But I remember specifically on Christmas getting that dragon, the dragon Megatron and transforming him all by myself. And I was I felt so accomplished. Just so damn proud, eh? Like, it was friggin', it was a big one. 
um, the dragon. I think I there. know which dragon you're talking about. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like it's a big. He transforms from like Megatron to like this big red dragon, and I remember transforming him all by myself. And it was a it was a huge accomplishment for me as a kid. I well, figured that were, out. Like, those were complicated too. Like, oh yeah, like some of them really, were ridiculous. They weren't even made it for kids, man. They're like, hey, you grow you kid who wants to be a grown ass adult, try transforming this home, bitch. Yeah, like have fun. The, Lose all like the, the original T Rex, I remember, was only a couple of things changed because like they were kind of trying to like make it so the transformation was as close to the show as possible. So it was like only a few things that kind of changed that you saw. But then when yeah, they got to the mechanical ones, like they just got so complicated. And that yeah. dragon specifically was so complicated. Because I think it like there was like three different forms or something like that, but it was like getting from the dragon to Megatron. I remember was like a bit of a challenge, but I figured it out, and that was great. Like that specifically, that was a gift. Those like it's like three gifts technically, but I feel like they're related. But yeah. I always remembered those ones specifically. Those were a lot of fun. How about you, Ethan? Um. So mine isn't necessarily the gift that I got, but the story of what happened with it. Mm-hmm. Because I think I was like seven or a bit older. And my aunt got me the gift, gave me the gift that she got me. And it was this big box. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's in this box? It was like, it's as big as in like, it was like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just a box. And I opened up the wrapping paper and it was a package of Mr. Noodles. Like it was a box of Mr. Noodles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was really upset about this box of Mr. Noodles. Well, yeah, because you're a kid. Like, I'm like, what? I don't Nowadays get you'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I didn't realize I had to open the box of Mr. Noodles to see what was inside. <laughs> yeah. And so I was really devastated for a while until they convinced me, no, you have to open the box. <laughs> you just, it's just this box of Mr. Noodles under the tree. No, it's just stupid. Why did they give me food for Christmas? <laughs> and then I opened it and it was this uh, Batman action figure, but he was like a knight in like full shiny armor. Oh, oh yeah. And I still have it. It's still, it's up in my room actually. Mm. Um, That's so funny. I bet you felt like just such a dickhead too. You're like, oh. No, the worst part is they did the same thing to me at my birthday two months later, <laughs> and I fell for it again. <laughs> they got me rollerblades, like, but they put God it in. God damn it, like, quit giving me noodles. I don't. They put, no, they put, didn't put them in a noodle box. They put them in another type. They got me rollerblades, and they were in a box of something else. So like, I opened up the wrapping paper. I'm like, damn it, I hate. What's this thing? I Why hate, do I need this? I hate Rice Krispie Squares. Why did you get me? Yeah, they, they, they would just prank me with that, where they would just put in a box, and, like, my dumb brain wouldn't see past just what the <laughs> box was. It was never like, well, maybe I should open the box to see what's inside that box. Well, of yeah. course. They're like, we're going to get that... Ethan every time with this. That's so funny. To this day, 30 years later... Ethan's still like, goddamn box of noodles. <laughs> well, it was a good, it was a good Christmas though. But the thing is, like, know. if you if you got that when you were in college, you would have been like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> oh, by the time I got to college, I'm like, give me cash and give me give gift me, cards give for me food. Some, give me socks, like yeah. whatever you. <laughs> no, I don't eat socks ever. But give me give me cash for food, mm. like gift certificates for grocery stores. I am. I'm in. Please, give I'm me down some. for that. Yeah, I Please. need to eat food. Yep. 
That's funny. Um. So I think the and then Matt did Matt answer? Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt yeah. already answered. We already with, talked uh, about it. Yeah, man, we were we were talking. Where about was I? It. You were sitting right there. I heard yours. You must have. I thought uh, you went first. How could no, you? I went first. You must Matt have been in a out. coma again. Yeah, Matt. Oh wait, that was Prosser. Never mind. Did you? Yeah, did you eat sort of bacon wrapped fish sticks? Apparently, I apparently lost my memory from the last. <laughs> yeah, shit, man. I'm sorry, Matt, Matt. I don't remember. Matt's pouring out his heart and soul over here. And <laughs> yeah. I'll listen to the like, episode and I'll oh, find you out said the answer. Stuff? No, I'll I was just, just I was saying like I got that Batman action or not action figure, but it was the oh, Batmobile thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it turns into the boat and then to plane. It's like hey, sorry, it was so it was so similar to Prosser's uh, Megatron. But way easier to change. Yes. Oh, honestly, hundred percent. I, I had had a couple Transformers, but I was yeah. like, this is too goddamn complicated. F I guess this. three buttons. Or like, I'd get them oh. half transformed, get stuck, or lose something. Be like, yep. Yeah. Oh so shit, then man! They would no. just be half transformed all the, the time. The worst so ones. The worst ones were those ones that were like, you have to buy three of them and put them together to form a big one. Cause like they never like they show the thing is just like the turns of this tornado and suddenly it's put together. I'm just like, what? How did they do that? What? 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 Uh it's the uh, the Shira He Man holiday special. We still have to watch that. I own it. We still gotta watch it. Yeah. But I've seen clips of <laughs> They made kids' gifts way too complicated sometimes. Yep. It was like, bro. No, exactly. Uh, they had so much faith. They're like, but, these uh, kids are smart nowadays. We're like, oh, what? But actually, <laughs> but fun fact about that Megatron T-Rex thing, they've been re-releasing those, and I actually saw one of those, uh, the T-Rex Megatrons in a store, and I was just like, ah, I'm tempted. Yeah, that's but, pretty tempting, man. Eh? Yeah, it was really tempting, like to just buy it again. Like, I, uh, yeah. I didn't do it this time, but like, I was super tempted. Um, you considered it. <laughs> have we discussed favorite Christmas foods? I don't think we've done Christmas foods yet. Hmm. But I'd, I'd be down to answer that question as well. This, this kind of like it's very free flow, but like I'm enjoying the conversations we're having. I don't mind. Yeah, Matt doesn't mind. He's what? just look at that blissful face. <laughs> What kind of, what kind of, what's your favorite Christmas food, Matt? Mine? Um. Or like oh. a, or a treat or dessert, like. Uh, I like those like toffee fay things. Those are delicious. Toffee Yep. Toffee Yeah, it's like a, Trump tweeted it again. <laughs> <laughs> what are the, uh, like the little Christmas toffees? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like the toffees are like they are the caramel and then on the inside kind of like a chocolatey thing. Like oh, soft chocolate. Should... They have like oh, a nut yeah. in there. It's great. Oh, fair enough. They're great. And, like, you can, like, if you're not paying attention, you can eat, like, a whole box. And be oh. like, oh, yeah, that's that's the danger. My my mom does a lot of, like, Christmas baking uh, during the holidays. And I've tried other people's uh, butter tarts. But my mom, like, I know everyone says this, but, like, my mom makes the best butter tarts and i disagree because my mom's time. makes the best butter tarts. exactly that's what i'm talking about everybody's mom makes the best <laughs> but uh but my mom's are actually not as good the as the grandma's it's true right grandma always makes the best 100 percent. yeah grandma's do yeah but uh but yeah no but i would say like yeah butter tarts uh during the holidays like those are great my mom also makes like these tiny like cheesecake cupcake things they're quite excellent Mm -hmm. um, but if we're talking like more of a, uh, I guess like a traditional candy, 
nothing beats getting a chocolate orange on, uh, yeah, on Christmas like Day. Yeah, like a good old chocolate orange. Smash right? that bugger on the table. Bam! Yeah. What's like, up? 100%. Like, it's just because just it's just fun to do. Like, you got a heart to just... And, and like, every every year, I always like get excited. Like what you got for Christmas? Chocolate orange! Bam! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, you always think, like, every year I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have so much of this chocolate orange. You have, like, three or four slices, and you're just like, oh, God, this is so sweet. And you have to, like, save it for later. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like a... It takes me, like, a month to eat one. Yeah, they're just... They're so rich. They're so ungodly rich that I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs> I'm going to melt my teeth if I keep eating this. I do I like know. them, though. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Favorite Christmas food, Ethan? Uh... Uh, shortbread cookies, nuts and oh, bolts. My, my yeah. aunt makes shortbread cookies and nuts and bolts, and they're always phenomenal. Okay. Um, mom makes orange salad, which is just like an orange jello salad for yeah. um, Those Christmas dinner, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, pot of gold. My family was really weird, and for years, every Christmas, we'd always get it like a box of pot of gold to share. Oh, yeah. Pot of gold. Yeah, it's like the box of chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We all know where the rainbow goes. (laughs) Oh, my. And it goes to the pot of gold. (laughs) I do not remember this jingle. What? (laughs) I don't remember. What? This jingle. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Matt, do you? Yeah, I just said I do. Thank yeah. you, Matt. Yeah, I know like, what you're talking about. My voice couldn't go any higher. You were, you, were too, you were too busy yelling to hear. Hey, you! Get a life! <laughs> I don't remember this jingle at all. Um, uh, you, you, you. No, you, Ethan, you, you can't look you, it up. We'll get a copyright I, strike. I will edit around it. You'll, you'll edit around it. I'm going to edit around, around it. it. You jackass. You're making more work for me. Good. Oh, my God. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Gotta love it. Uh, pot of gold commercial. Is a, I mean, like, also when it comes to Christmas, I'm just a big fan of, like, the whole turkey potato stuffing. Oh, yeah. I just oh, the love, like, holiday that. food in general, right? It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't need it every, Christmas, like, I wouldn't eat it every night, you know what I mean? But, like, mm-hmm. on the holidays, it's like, you get let's yourself go, a turkey baby. sandwich the next day. It's so good. The next yep. month. Next month of turkey sandwiches. Yeah, let's Shit. make it happen, Cap'n. I just watched uh, that edit of a like it's a friend, it's a clip like a scene from Friends, but somebody edited out the laugh track. And it's the one where somebody ate Ross's sandwich. And you it, just saw that. I just seen that. Edit. That's been around for years. Because I've seen the one where he talks about like talks to like the self defense instructor about attacking women, and that one's also really funny. <laughs> But the, uh, not, not the subject matter, but the edit was funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, the race, he talks about the, the moist maker in the sandwich. It's just the weirdest thing. You ate my sandwich. <laughs> you threw out my sandwich. It's just police sirens. It's so goddamn funny. Dun, dun. <laughs> my oh, <man>. sandwich. <laughs> when you take um, out the laugh track, eh? Shows are just... Yeah, like, like when you take out the laugh funny. track, Ross is a psychopath. 
Like, oh my god. Anyway, show me this thing so I can edit it out. Oh, I see. Well, that was very heartwarming, but yeah. yeah, I don't remember it at all. Um, viewer, uh, we will put a time code into the edit where where we listen to the Pot of Gold commercial, so you can pause the video, go and watch it, and then come back. <laughs> um, anyway. Let's see if I can find the better one eventually. Just... Does anybody have a question of the day? Today we try the most what the heck is going on? In America. Let's talk about that. YouTube, why are you doing this to me? Oh my gosh, man. YouTube keeps trying to show me spoilers from Far From... Or, like, No Way Home, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I'm like, get out of here, YouTube, like, you asshole. Yeah, I've, I've already had a couple things spoiled for me because of YouTube. Not, like, like big things. I just, like, like I, I haven't actually looked at them, but I can see that, like, yeah, it's like an you image see, from the film. You like, see the thumbnail, the and thumbnail. then you, like, briefly see a I don't even, as soon as I, like, see the quality, I'm like, scroll, 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 go back, because I try going, to stay on my sub page. But every once in a while, you open up YouTube, and it's on the homepage, and it's, like, the first thing it'll put up there. I'm like, oh, you a-hole. Yeah. Get yeah, out no, of here. I had... I had I had a big one like spoiled like I say spoiled but like I knew it was gonna be a thing, but I had a thing like on Reddit literally front page it just said lol and it was a picture and I'm just like God damn it Reddit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like it wasn't a massive thing, but it was just like come on man. So, um, what was the question of the day Matt suggested? Last time on the oh, what was your uh, favorite movie of this year, and what are the what kind of or, or show or whatever, um, or a couple favorites, whatever it doesn't matter. Just kind of nice yeah, way to just wrap kind up of the, the end of the year. And what are you looking forward to in twenty twenty two? Okay, sleep. Yeah, that's yeah. A, <laughs> I mean, inside specifically of my on eyelids. shows, but yeah, <laughs> the outside of my eyelids. The outside. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think. What did I what all did I watch this year? I watched a lot of older movies. Yeah. As far um, as like modern stuff. For new goes. movies that came out, my favorite so far has been Ghostbusters Afterlife. I really I loved seen that, that movie. yet. It made me cry. Made it me was think good. about my life. It was very good. I really liked it. Hmm. Yeah, no overall, like again, like don't want to go too much into it, but yeah, like as far as being like the third installment to the Ghostbusters franchise, because it goes back to the original timeline. It right. It. it was it was it was the Ghostbusters sequel that we deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen a lot of new movies this year. Oh, actually, no. That it doesn't have to necessarily uh, be like new. Just something you saw this year that you're like, oh yeah. Man, there's been so many. Like I've been watching so many new movies, but like. And since January to now, I can't remember them all. 
But uh, another one that I really liked was No Man of God, and I think I talked about that on that one. That one was quite good. Yeah, um, it's a Jeffrey Dahmer. No, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, uh, the other guy. <laughs> the other guy. The like, other there's guy. only two serial killers. What a world we live in, eh? If that was the case, like, uh, so much better. As just these two guys, they were doing a thing. Uh, Shang Chi was really good. Yep. Yeah, if you haven't seen Shang Chi yet. That one I really, really enjoyed. I did see um, that not too long ago. We watched it on the old Disney Plus there. It it felt very refreshing compared to a lot of Marvel movies. And I appreciate that it just it kind of got to be its own thing. Like, yeah, like Wong shows up in it and like, but he doesn't, he's not like. Uh, it's so brief, like it doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah. Like there's definitely those connections in there, but like it doesn't, it doesn't way more on the story than what's actually happening with the characters that we're meeting in this story. Yeah. And I, and I really like probably one of the best villains they've done in a while too, because like you a hundred percent, like they did a very good job of making you empathize with that character. And, and like, it was like a cool family drama, whole situation that was going on too. I thought that was like really well done. Yeah. Almost like and Shakespearean. It was pretty, Oh, hundred percent, man. Like it was really well done. The soundtrack was really good. I really enjoyed the action sequences. And like a lot of people just like, oh, they just ripped off uh, Hong Kong action movies. It's like, yeah. And your, your point is mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they did a really good job of it. And yeah, the, the action the was choreography bad. was like brilliant. Man. Oh, hundred percent. Like it easily some of the best fight scenes in anything Marvel related since like, since like daredevil basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really and that enjoyed wasn't them. even like MCU proper. That was like MCU Netflix. Yeah, exactly. But like the and fights then they were disowned so it good. later. <laughs> then they disowned it, so it was like MCU nothing now. No, exactly. Like oh God, I really hope they make at least some of those guys can. And again, to one degree or another, because like oh, Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock is so good. <laughs> Kevin Feige already said Charlie Cox is the MCU's. Oh, Daredevil. oh, excellent. Good. He actually confirmed that. Yeah. Now we just need Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin, and then we'll be we'll be good to go. But um, yeah, like I, I oh, also um, uh, Godzilla vs Kong came out this year. That did come out the yeah. Oh, that's my. how long this year has felt. Oh, oh my god, I like that might be my no. That's hard to say. I loved that movie though. Like Kong vs Godzilla, that movie was ace. I absolutely loved it. It had they finally after four movies in this franchise and here here's the thing i've enjoyed all of them yeah like to one degree or another for what they are like i know a lot of people crap on the uh 2014 godzilla but i really enjoy that movie for yeah, what it was it fun is. enough yeah yeah like and like to me like the 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 first act and the third act are like near perfect for me and then it just gets bogged down by the middle of the movie that whole where, second act yeah yeah the second act just drags and just like, nothing happens the whole time yeah. exactly but then like pretty much from like the halo jump to the end of the movie i'm like this is like monster movie perfection i enjoy it but like then we get to like uh kong skull island and i thoroughly enjoyed that movie because it was just like it was like a vietnam like action flick but with giant monsters yeah. And Kong was a really good character in it. King of the Monsters, I also really enjoyed. Like, I love how all the monsters had their own, like, personality and all that. Um, but then to me, Kong versus Godzilla succeeds because Kong, King Kong is the main character of Kong versus Godzilla. 
he is the main character and Godzilla is like the secondary protagonist. Like they finally like did a thing where it's like the monsters are actually the main characters this time. Yeah. And like there are human like, have you seen it, Matt? No, I haven't. Okay, like I'm not going to spoil too much about it, but like King Kong is 100% the star of Kong versus Godzilla. And like Godzilla is kind of like the secondary like antagonist sort of deal, but they give him a lot to do too. Right. And they really flesh out the personality of them as characters. And like there are people in the movie and we follow them. That's kind of like, they're kind of like the audience perspective character on what the monsters are doing. Yeah. And in that regard, they work. There's some things where I'm just like, you, you didn't have to do that with the human characters. But anytime the monsters are on screen, that movie is perfection. Like, it's just it's just fun and over the top. Like, I never in a million years, again, this isn't, it's not a massive spoiler, but like, I never in a million years thought I would see in a King Kong movie a reference to Lethal Weapon 2. And maybe you know what I'm talking about in this, but like, King Kong does a thing that Martin Riggs does in Lethal Weapon 2, and I never in a million years thought I would see King Kong do something like that, and I laughed my ass off, but it was a, <laughs> but it was just badass. <laughs> like, yeah, they like that movie is the right level of not give a shit that you yeah. need for a movie like that, and it was just a lot of fun. So I would right. say it's not, it's not like gonna win any Oscars. But holy shit, that movie was a lot of fun. But it was I fun. really liked it. 100%. Just the, the kid in me that like would pit monster action figures against each other just thought it was just like the greatest thing on the planet. Was just having the best time, yeah. Just like, oh, the, the plot inconsistencies and uh, how did Godzilla do this thing? I don't give a shit. It was just awesome. <laughs> like, like, and sometimes, sometimes you like, it was awesome and dumb without insulting my intelligence and they just... Like, it's like, you know, like in a Transformers movie where like yeah. some things will happen and the and the movie will just like, it'll just act like, oh, what? It, like, you know, just accept it, man. It's fine. It's just like, like, it's kind of like insults your intelligence with some of the dumb shit that happens. In it's this, it's so like, dumb that it's like, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, but in this, it's like, yeah, we had Kong do that. So what? <laughs> it's like, it's like. It just it just felt like natural to what was happening in the movie, and it didn't right. insult your intelligence. It just it reveled in the fact that it was a big dumb monster movie. Monster movie, yeah, exactly. And it it and surprisingly had some heart for the Kong character as well. Like they did, Kong had a story arc, which was yeah. great. So he had stuff to do, and I just rambled on about Kong versus Godzilla, but like it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed yeah, it. I'm glad you had a good time with it, man. Yeah, man. Um, really enjoyed. Uh, I watched Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that. Honestly, dude, I just watched that the other night, man. Yeah, same with me. Just and, like last week, right? Uh, last week, yeah. And honestly, it was just one of those things that, like, it was so like just where my headset mindset's at right now, and like what I'm trying to do in life, and trying to figure yeah. out like where <laughs> I'm going and what I'm doing. It was like I know the exactly perfect what you're saying, movie. Man. <laughs> and it was honestly like direction. I don't know if it's a hundred percent life changing, but it completely shifted my whole mindset, how I think about things, how I view things. And it's totally put me in a whole different direction going into 2022. So honestly, for me, tick, tick, boom is my favorite movie of the year. Just oh, yeah, cause dude, I feel like it's I've had, been, it had so much impact and I've it's not going to have that for everybody, too. but like, man, no, and the dude, music, I... 
Oh yeah, dude. I've been listening to the soundtrack like nonstop. Yeah. Like it's so good. And honestly, for me, it kind of like it, it called me out on a lot of stuff with me as a writer and like me as a creator and kind of called me out on things. And I'm like, okay, I need to check myself. I need to do better. And like, it's funny because like the last movie that did that was also Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like mm-hmm. both those movies just called me out on things. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I need to be better. You're okay, like, thanks, yeah, I need thanks, to... movie. And uh, it kind of also shifted my perspective on Rent a bit more. Yeah. Just because, like, it's while, yes, the characters in Rent are kind of terrible people in it. Awful, it's... awful people. But, like, if you look at it from the perspective of, like, Jonathan Larson's life, those characters, like, Rent is the fantasy version of what was going on with him. Yeah. And so that ending where they sing Mimi back to life that's a fantasy moment that's like that's not meant to be a realistic moment that's not meant to be it's not meant to be a realistic look at what was going on in their life like it's meant to be a cartoonish look at what they were dealing with and like so it kind of made me respect rent a bit more well you see like so many of the themes of that musical in his life right and in his life story i thought it was Mm -hmm. pretty cool too like i want to give it a shot but just i have this just, he's gonna hear. He's gonna hear the beginning of "No More" and just be triggered by Rent. Just like, because like, and that I'm opening, done. That opening guitar riff to "No More" sounds almost identical. To it's the very Renty, Rent, yeah. Right, but it's such yeah. a good song. And then, um, yeah, no, just like, yeah, dude. dude a like, lot of the music's like really good, man. Mm-hmm. Especially that last song. I was like really digging yeah. it, man. Like the lyrics, right? Oh, dude, the, the lyrics, lyrics hit. Cages or wings? Which do you prefer? Ask Fear the love, birds. baby. Don't say the answer. Fear love, baby. Don't say, don't the, say answer. the answer. I just Actions get flash speak louder than words. Dude, I also just get flashbacks immediately. I'm like, man, this movie. I'm really glad this movie didn't come out when we were in high school because we would have just been like this is singing. all this is all i would have been singing for like yeah all the time just like like i've been singing it at home a whole bunch too my family's like jesus man give it a break <laughs> oh dude i drive and i'm like no i gotta learn all work. the words <laughs> i'll be driving to and from work just singing along blasting yeah. it like this is the life surprisingly that's my surprisingly that's like my least favorite song <laughs> but it's so cool how it's spontaneous like how it like yeah. how they well it's like you know whatever film to be spontaneously that like that's what's happening in the story <laughs> but like i'm like that just reminds that that reminds me of like Man, I'm like, I feel like that was like, we're so close to that, like in high school kind of thing, right? Well, then, um, like, it just someone break out a song. Like, it wasn't made up all the time, but the, I just felt play, like, I was like, man. The play game song, too. Like, the random rap in the middle of it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of good stuff in there. No, dude. Like, it was so good. Just, and that whole swimming, the whole swimming sequence. Yeah. Was just like cinematically. Dude, and the cinematography. Like, the cinematography, the performances, everything was just so on point with it. Like, Andrew Garfield was money in that thing. Oh, he and, killed it. And, like, I feel so bad for him because, like, all the interviews he was doing for that film, everyone's like, are you in Spider-Man? I'm like, have you like, seen this movie? Like, still no, gives so a shit, good. man. Just like, who gives the guy shit? Alone. Like, this <laughs> guy just gave probably the best performance of his life so far. Like, it's really, really He's good. He's never sung in, like, anything and, before. No, and, and, like, musically, like, 
was singing and just performing as Jonathan Larson. Like, it was so, so good. And all oh, your tumbles, Spider-Man. <laughs> like, oh, that, listen, uh... I love Spider-Man as much as anyone. I got tickets to see that thing tomorrow. But don't talk about, don't ask him about Spider-Man. Talk yeah, about like this the, movie. The done Dude, other stuff. The, it's um, fine. Jeez. That Sunday, that uh, Sunday brunch song was also just expertly choreographed. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, and that stage, oh, so good. Like, it's all just, it was, man, it was so good. Yeah, there's a lot of really great things that happened in there. Just, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Like, that movie literally is, it's was so I, funny that it just came out, too, and that it's a Netflix movie, because Netflix I movies that, are hit and miss, man. More miss feel, than hit, but. I feel anybody, if we talk to any of our classmates, like, any of the, like, the main people we still keep in touch with in yeah. high school. We ask about Tic Tac Boom. They're all going to be, they, they'd all feel the exact same way. Where I feel it's like, like no, we loved it. Like, board, yeah. <laughs> like, and again, like I said, just for me personally, how that movie affected me and like just completely changed my perspective on what I was doing and like my mindset and uh, like just about, and doing, not doing the things that, not doing something out of fear, right? But doing it because we love to do it. Like, that, that, that's such a part of it. And I think even our own fears and anxieties of, like, who we want to be and what mark we want to leave. And, you know, that can be such an overwhelming, like, force. But it's not freedom. Like, when you're doing the things you love because you love them, when you're doing it out of passion and mm. not just, like, I'm doing this specifically so I can be xyz famous or whatever yeah. like when you do that shit like you know that's not the way forward but when you do things you love like it was just i don't know man like it was it was good it was so okay. good maybe, maybe you I haven't watched it yet prosser is that what you're saying no he he's he has problems i saw i saw it and i was like oh it's about the guy who made rent well i'm just leaving that on the table well <laughs> you're missing out buddy oh no like just hearing you guys talk about it like i i feel like i should I should give it a go. Like, just oh, put sure. I said it was important to me, and you're like, bah! Uh, this is it. <laughs> I was still thinking about watching it, but, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it just, it wasn't, like, I saw it, I was just like, ah, oh, all right. Like, uh, I'm sure that'll be fine. But, like, apparently it's really good, so, like, I'll give it a go. Oh, sure. When I say it's really good, you're just like, bah! I said you guys talking about it, not and just Matt talking about it. I've talked about it, Tim, for this whole week. Oh, Okay. I've talked about it this whole week, and he's just been ignoring me. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's just jerk. moving on. <laughs> but, this uh, is the life of Bo, 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 Bo. Yeah. And I'll give it a go. Like, there's a lot of movies that came out this year that, like, I either just didn't get an opportunity to see or, like, I still want to see. Like, I haven't seen Last Night in Soho yet, but I really want to see that. I want to see Nightmare Alley, but that, like, just came out. I want to see Dune. Like, there's a lot of, like, a lot of the bigger movies I really wanted to see. I just never really got the opportunity to go and see. So, like, I think my, in my time off, it's going to be a lot of me, like, renting stuff or trying to find it in, like, a cheap theater and, like, just going and watching shit. Yeah. Like, just getting caught up because I'll finally have some time off to do that and just see some, see some solid movies. Right. Um, of course, there was, uh, there was one really good Mortal Kombat movie that came out this year, and that was Mortal Kombat uh, Battle for the Realms, mm -hmm. um, which was the animated Mortal Kombat that was a sequel to Scorpion's Revenge that came out last year, if I remember oh, correctly. Okay, okay. And uh, it, it just, it takes elements from, 
in the in the same way that like the first one was very much like an adaptation of the first Mortal Kombat uh, yeah. game. This one kind of takes elements from like Mortal Kombat two, three, and some of the newer games, remixes oh, okay. them in a way, and just tells like an unapologetic like Mortal Kombat animated action story, and does not skip out on the gore. Hmm. Uh, the characters all feel very well represented. The voice acting is pretty solid, and like. It was just like, yeah, like comparing that and then comparing it to like the live action one was just it was just like an unfair comparison because it was just night and day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like you could tell like with the live action movie, they're just like, oh, yeah. Like, how do we translate all these uh, crazy elements into live action? Like, how do we find reasons for these things? And just like, oh, yeah. In the anime ones, like, oh, yeah, Luke Kane just turns into a giant dragon and fights a giant thing. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, who like, cares? Just, yeah, it's you Mortal just, Kombat. You just accept it. Like, no reasons. Yeah, like, Johnny's doing his thing. Like, the they tell another great... They do the, like, the Scorpion Sub-Zero thing again, but, like... This time it's the second Sub-Zero and they actually have like a good story arc where like they like kind of become like allies by the end. And yeah. that one, that's all really good. They like they basically they do all of the crazy shit that comes with like the later Mortal Kombat games, but they just do it. They just unapologetically do it. Yeah. And I and I would think like even if you haven't played the games, like if you just watch that first movie and you go into this one, like there might be some stuff where you're just like, well, that seems pretty crazy. But like it's Mortal Kombat and they kind of just do it and it's just like, oh yeah, this is happening now. And it's fine. This is a thing that's happening, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't need a lengthy explanation or like a MacGuffin to like make you understand why it's happening. They just kind of do it and it's fun. So, so I really like that one. Um, from a, from a visual perspective, the, me and Ethan saw the Green Knight in the theater. What the hell is that? Overall, like it, it's a movie that is very much like it's it it goes into a lot of like visual. I I wouldn't say the movie is like super pretentious, but it definitely could come across that way at times. But like from a visual standpoint, it's a spectacular looking movie. Story wise, was meh. Yeah, like it it was very much like. We oh, don't. Okay. Know, I think both of us came out of it being like, I don't know what the what was the point. Yeah, like what was the what was the lesson that they were trying to teach here? Because it got muddled at times. Like what and were like, you trying were, to say through this thing? Yeah, yeah, and like, and there were certain points I really enjoyed the movie. I would say like for the first the first like ten to fifteen minutes of the movie, I really really enjoyed, and then at a certain point, it just kind of gets bogged down in itself, right? And tr- tries to be too metaphorical. Like I was really looking forward to like kind of like a dark, like a dark fantasy adventure type of story. And like, again, like that's not necessarily what that original green Knight story was to a certain extent, but like there's certain things you can change and like adjust and all that. And at the end of the day, it is an a 24 movie. So like you kind of know what you're going to get Yeah. at the end of the day. But, like, from a visual standpoint, it was a spectacular movie to watch in the theater, I would say that. Like, and it's a movie that I would definitely, I would, I do plan on buying it eventually because it visually was spent, eh, uh, visually was fantastic. Right. And it had really good performances in it. Like, Dave Patel is really good in it. Um, like, he's the, the Sir Gawain 
like the main character in it. How do you pronounce it? Gowan? No. Sir Gawain? No, the actor's name. Dave Patel. Or Dev Patel. Not Dave Patel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the whitest Indian name I've ever heard, but okay. Okay, uh, it depends, and it okay Rick the... Allen. <laughs> you, can, you, don't, you don't have room to talk here. <laughs> I do, too, because it's not Dave Patel. Yeah, that's not Rick Allen yes, either. It is. It's, um, but no, like, yeah, it wasn't my favorite movie of the year, but, like, I would say, like, just from like a visual standpoint and for Dev Patel's performance, I'd say it's worth watching at least once. It's worth going to check out. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I was trying to think of like TV shows that came out this year that I really enjoyed watching, but like I haven't. Hawkeye. Oh yeah. I mean, Hawkeye's Hawkeye's actually not bad. It's pretty like it's, it's pretty fun. It's got some good moments. Not the best, but it's got, it's got good moments. Um, like, I mean, I guess of, all the Marvel shows came out this year, didn't they? Yeah. It's been a long year. Like I said, this year has been the longest decade of my life. Like, I, I would but, agree. Like, I know we've talked about this a couple of times, but like just thinking about those Marvel shows, like watching Hawkeye and like tomorrow's like, the, or not tomorrow, but like this week's like the last episode. It's like, bro, there's so much still to wrap up. I want to add on to like Ethan's like other like complaint of just like how they're making it a long movie and not like episodic. I also Maybe think they show. just, I don't even know if it's that, if that's the problem, but they definitely have a pacing problem with how they're pacing out the episodes. Cause they yeah. do have episodes that have like so much filler and they get to the end and it's like, well, if you want to spend your time dicking around doing this stuff, like you could have actually yeah. been where you need to be in a suitable having, place. <laughs> having like, said that, uh, having said that, uh, Hawkeye going and LARPing with people because he needs oh, to get no, the costume and, back. That was fantastic. That was great, but that's not even what I'm talking about. I just feel like there's well, like, a lot of things like, that they... I like the Christmas stuff between Kate and Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was good. Like, like kind of like uh, like her being like a so sur- far, him being a surrogate father to her. So far to episode four, because we haven't seen the fifth one yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really liking this show compared to the other ones. Yeah. I, I feel like the pacing is the best in this one so far. I don't know if five is gonna ruin that, but so far every episode feels necessary. Yeah, like it, it feels like they're taking a while to get to things. Mm-hmm. But and that's my pro like that's the problem. I, I think it's also like, because it's not necessarily the episodic pacing of it, but it's the doling out and pacing of like what things well, need to happen. One, Before I don't know how the they're. I don't know if they're wrapping it up or if they're planning a season two. But they I might feel be. But like, they still need to finish this story, regardless. But that's the thing is, I feel like what they've been doing recently, especially with Loki, and especially with, um, I guess honestly, all these series. The problem that all these series are is they're not set up to be complete stories. No, they're, they're set up to be setups for the next step. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. WandaVision is setting up the next thing. Um, Captain or Captain America Winter Soldier, that's setting up the next thing. I it's would like argue, I would argue WandaVision was pretty complete in what it was. Because no, it's but, not yeah, getting a season two. Like, like, it was a complete story. Like, like they I do, they do conclude what they don't, though. They do. They conclude, they conclude the, 
the event, but then they're like, oh, and now this is but the next step here. Well, yeah, but that's how like, everything like, works, though. You conclude up, like, the story, and you set like, up whatever's coming next. The stuff with her and her family and, like, them, like, her letting them go. Yeah, debatable. Like, I, I would say, like, of all of them, that one's the closest to, like, kind of resolving itself. But every every single one, though, is just setting up the next piece in the MCU. That's all I'm saying. And that's no, where and I, that think, I can agree And with. I think that's the problem that I have with MCU as a whole is all their movies are just setting up the next piece. And it's like, but I want them to just be their own good thing. That I get what you're saying there. The next piece, yeah, right? As opposed to just being, uh, being more just driving forward with the overall MCU. Well, that's yeah. why I like Shang-Chi so much. Cause like it just, it very much yeah, just felt it, like its own thing. It did. And then at the end it tagged on the next thing. Yeah, and that's it's like and okay, that's fine. Cool, like yeah. the story that we were watching had been resolved at that point, and then they're just like, okay, and here's the next adventure, and it's like post. And it was a completely stuff. different thing too. Yeah, like that's like it yeah, wasn't. And it's like, not even. Yeah, it doesn't even really come out of nowhere because like Wong has been in the story the whole time. So like him showing up at the end, they're just like, oh yeah, there's that guy. All right, that was such a funny if, scene, right? <laughs> them going to karaoke. We should, we should, uh, or, do some, or like, like uh, and, and, uh, him and his like friend there, they had such great chemistry, Aquafina or whatever. Oh, hundred percent, man. Name is. Like, they were fantastic. Like you believe they've been friends for a long time. That was hundred percent. Like that was some fun just shit. like, as far as like that friend that you've had, like, cause you've been working at the same job for like, God knows how long. And you've been friends for so many years. Like they they had that they they nailed that chemistry perfectly. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, but no, um, yeah, no. Uh, overall, like there was a lot of stuff I really enjoyed from this year. There were a couple things that kind of disappointed me that I was looking forward to, but overall, and then obviously there's things I haven't watched from this year that I still want to watch. But uh, overall, I'd say it was a pretty solid year for entertainment. Yeah, I'd agree. So. As far as what I'm looking forward to next year, um, I got nothing. Like I really don't have anything that I'm like, yeah, this will be great. I mean, like the big one for me is I, I, I am looking forward to the Batman quite a bit. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. Skeptical. I, I, even though like the the latest trailer, like definitely made they lean more into like making it look like one of the Nolan Batmans, and I was a little disappointed by that, but like. That's like that's like the trailer you put out to be like the put butts in seat trailer. Like, oh yeah, we got action, we got all this stuff. But like, I really love the tone of that first trailer where it made like it had that like psychological thriller, like almost David Fincher type feel. Yeah, and I think that's, that's what it's gonna be. Like, I think that's I, what it's mostly gonna be. I hope so because like that's the kind of Batman movie I've been like wanting to see for a long time. Yeah, like that, like that just kind of like more detective, detective. story. Yeah. Cause that's the one thing the in one all the Batman that movies. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing in all the Batman movies that we have not seen is him being a proper detective trying to solve a mystery. Yeah. Like there's been aspects of it in the movies and like, there's things that they've like played off as detective work. Like, you know, him stealing a section of a wall from a crime scene and then trying to replicate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A thing for fingerprints. And men are gonna contaminate the crime scene. <laughs> Don't worry, 
This won't leave a lot of residues. <laughs> I hope you guys brought a gas mask. There's probably asbestos in the walls. <laughs> uh, but no, like, that's what I'm hoping that movie is. And, like, it seems like that's the direction that Matt Reeves is going in. Yeah, it's that's just, what yeah, it last... It very much seems that way, yeah. It looked like... it. The last trailer, though, looked felt like a Nolan film. And then it also... I'm really worried with what they're doing with Riddler. But, again, I can't say anything until they do it. Like, I, I have faith in, like, like, like the actor, like, Paul Dano's gonna be good. Like, it's just whether or not that's gonna be a good interpretation of the character, yes. we'll see. But, uh, it's a as long as they don't make him sure, hush, I'll right? be fine. Like, hmm? It's a different one, for sure. Oh, 100%. Like, as long as it, like, it, it, like, because I'm fine with new, like, different interpretations of characters, as long as it still feels true to, like, what the core of that character is. Yeah. And if... And if it still manages to be true to the core of like what the character of the Riddler is, and it doesn't try to be something else, then yeah. I'll be fine with it. Um, but that's probably the one I'm like looking forward to the most next year is the Batman. Because Matt Reeves is a boss. So He's I would probably eight. agree with you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't really. Although I think the I think the Northman's coming out next year as well. And yep. that's another one I'm looking forward to. That's. Robert Eggers' next movie, like the guy who did The Lighthouse and The Witch. So right, like, right, 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 right. Yeah, man. So I'd be very much looking forward to that. Um, it's Honestly, probably Spider-Man into the... Oh, uh, across, uh, across the, the Spider-Verse. Spider yeah, that yeah. would be dope. Oh, man. I totally the teaser forgot. for that was oh, so good. Sweet, yeah. Oh, we're apparently finally getting Avatar 2. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four. That'd be another. Yes, one that's my much... one. That was that's what I was thinking yeah. coming into this podcast, and I couldn't even remember it. With that, I was like, "What the hell was I excited about again?" But I'm not like jazzed. I'm not like, "Yeah, this is gonna be amazing." I'm just like, "Yeah, it'll be fun." No, I'm for, like, I'm, re for... I I'm ready for him to take it. Like, I'm ready for John. His Wick revenge. I think I'm just. I'm think I'm just sequel fatigued at this point. I'm like, I'm at a point where like because all the movies what we talked about are either reboots or sequels. Yeah. There's no new movies. Well, the Northman's not. Yeah, okay, that's the closest one. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, it's... But everything else is like a sequel or a remake of a property and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, but I don't like, know. Like, I, a part of me is just like, I'm tired. You know, I'm just tired of like... But to me, it's like, that's that's the stuff that gets the most press, you know? That, it like, does. what's coming around. I so, like, know, I know that's the world we live in. I'm just saying, like, I'm tired. Like, the movies <laughs> that tend to be, like, the originals, like, again, like, the Tick, Tick, Booms, you don't hear about it until, like, we're halfway through the year and a trailer pops out and you're like, oh, that's a movie that's coming out. Like, but you're going to hear about the big tent poles because that's just what they announce it ahead of time. I know, I so, know. Like, it's Netflix hard for me also, to be like... Netflix also just generally usually does a pretty terrible job marketing their own, like, films. Oh, yeah, 100%. <sighs> so, so yeah, overall, like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, actually one that I was not expecting to be excited for, but I am. And, again, I know it's a property thing, but Lightyear looks fun. I just need clarification, like the like the Buzz Lightyear movie they're doing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, like I I think that looks like it's gonna be pretty solid. But I need clarification. Like from what I gather Is it based on a real person? Because I thought that's what it was, or is it based on these movies? Like from what I gather, this is the like this essentially is the the action, the nineties action movie that came out in the Toy Story universe. 
that inspired the cartoon that then inspired the toy. But I thought that I saw something where they said this is based off the person in the Toy Story universe. I was expecting, but clearly, but clearly that's not that's the, the case. I was expecting like, like some kind of like '60s astronaut thing, and instead <laughs> it's like, no, this is high flying sci fi adventure. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Like, but like to me, that's that's such a neat idea to do like the like a movie within the universe. universe. Yeah, it's like it's like the same thing. Like I would want them to do a Woody's Roundup now. That would be really cool. But as the marionettes, you have to have the marionette stuff. <laughs> You wouldn't want it to just. You wouldn't want it to just be like a three D animated western. I'd be fine with that. that I would, don't care. Like go all out. Have it be like an. Do, have Pixar do like a spaghetti western, of Woody's Roundup, and it's like the super wide like aspect ratio. You know they already have that in development. Oh yeah, if if this does well, we're getting a Woody's Roundup movie. It's gonna happen. But that to me is a really neat idea, you know, because again, like you, you think about it and it's like Rambo had a cartoon, RoboCop had a cartoon. Like, so if you, you reverse engineer that and be like, okay, what was the, what was the movie that like this action figure and the cartoon, the action figure was in was based on like, yeah. that's, that that's a neat idea for a story, like reverse yeah. engineering, like an action flick. That's a fun yeah. idea. So so yeah, that that one I think would be I think that one would be pretty cool. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. You got any other big ones? I don't think so. I don't even know what like I don't even know what MCU movies are coming out next year at all. Uh, Star Strange. Wars good stuff. We got Boba Thor. Fett in the end of this year coming into this Thor: show. Love and Thunder. Is yep. that next year? Yep. Is Doctor Thor: Strange Love and Thunder Thor next year? Yep. Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. I hope. Okay, so. man. Thor: Love and Thunder. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I love me some Taika Waititi. No, hundred percent. But Doctor Strange does look pretty sick too. Hundred percent. I watched the leak trailer. That leaked like a couple days. <laughs> of ago. course, of course you did. I was like, whatever, dude. It's a trailer. Like, yeah. it's not the actual movie, so I don't really like. I whatever. genuinely feel like any time that something leaks like that, they should just fuck up and release it. Yeah, just right. Like, you might as well at that point. Just admit it. All right. But yeah. No, so that uh, that is the season finale of A Feast of Films for 2021. We had a lot of fun discussing Christmas stuff this year and uh, this year for this episode. That's all we're doing now. We're just going to talk about Christmas shit year round. This will be a a feast of Christmas from now on. Um, And the tinsel is so amazing. (laughs) And yeah, no, I had a lot of fun. I think this is a really good year. Uh, I thank you for bringing me on board and going on this ride. Um, you know, that was a that was the season finale for a feast of films. <laughs> I said that already. <laughs> I was like, gonna start. He's over. like, ah, let's go back to that again. Uh, also, <laughs> next year, y'all, you're not gonna hear me as much, so you're welcome. Just that's like, making us look terrible. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing such a bad job. They're actually kicking me out. So no, 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 no you're no. making us look terrible no, you're by leaving. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're making us look terrible by cutting back, Matt. Yeah, Matt uh, thinks that our podcast isn't white enough, and it <laughs> means... <laughs> Matt's no, like so, there isn't there isn't like, enough there isn't enough white voices in this podcast. Yeah, so like we need a hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah, there's way, <laughs> way too much. There's way too much. There's not enough whiteness happening here. We gotta. Yeah, we, we, we need. We need. <laughs> 
<laughs> we need less diversity. Yes. So Matt's decided to <laughs> That's step That's the... No, I'm just... You know what, guys? I'm working on starting a business. I'm working on uh, a lot of different, like, content and... Uh, especially when you're doing like creative stuff like it just takes so much time right like and obviously i've been having a hard time connecting with them like the time zones have changed like they're busy i'm busy and right. we knew eventually this was gonna happen right like the beginning of the pandemic it was easy Ethan and i just had nothing to do so whatever uh now life starts back up again so yeah i'm just gonna be taking a step back i'll probably show up probably like once a month or so uh just to mm. say what's up and keep these boys in line and bring my monthly dose of diversity to feast of film well, of course and then uh but yeah that's it's kind of what's gonna be happening because i mean i just feel like you gotta be honest like if i haven't been around for a while like just as it is now it isn't gonna get better next year so yeah but don't worry feast of films you're ain't going hands, nowhere though. you're in good or hands. is it dun 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 <laughs> Yeah. is like I just got here. Better not be. <laughs> well, why? Yeah, why? Why I'm do you a, think? Why do you think we cancel it, Matt? I'm you glad, just got here. I'm glad I could be a part of the final episode of a feast. <laughs> of films. Um, yeah, but no, we'll, we'll be taking probably a little bit of a break, just like because the end of the season and all that, and then we'll be back in the new year for some brand new film discussions. Yeah, so, we need rest. We need a break. It's we're good. all tired, <laughs> right, Matt? Are you tired? Yeah, I'm exhausted. So. Me too. This is exhausting. Our show is just about done. It's the last week of our show. It's going to be great. It's not our show. It's the show we're working on and getting paid to work on, which has been delightful. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, yeah. But no, it'll be, it'll be good. And Fe- you are always a part of the Feast of Films family. 100%. You started this with me, so you need to keep coming back. I'm pretty 100%. sure it was my idea in the first place, so. It was a team effort, Matt. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I messaged you and was like, yo, want to do a podcast? <laughs> Matt, me and you, we, we were like, you know what, man? Like, I can't remember who reached out to who, but it was because it was after the high school reunion. Yeah. And then, like, the pandemic hit, and me and you reached out to each other. We were just like, hey, like, want to talk sometime? Like, let's talk. We just had a video call, and, like, halfway through the video call, we were just talking about movies. And then it was just that feeling of like we should should we just do this should we just, should we just do make this, this thing? thing should we <laughs> just do this thing regardless yes of course i'll be around of course i'll be around can't just 100 percent. Can't, can't just leave but yeah it's just it's just it is what it you is you gotta like, take care of you even, and yours yeah, man it's even a, my it's other podcast with like gaming like i almost got i'm almost at 40 episodes and i'm like ah, i gotta pull the plug because i just like it just <laughs> You only have so much time in your life and so much time in the days and the weeks. And it's like you have to you pri- if you want to get anything done, you just have to learn to prioritize. It doesn't mean you can't come back to things and pick them up later. You just yeah. have to decide what's important and go on that path. Partially, mm-hmm. again, thanks, Tick, Tick, Boom, just uh, I'm completely reshaping a lot of things. So There you go. So, yeah, That's so things will be a little different coming back, but same old Feast of Films regardless. It's going to be a good time, Dad. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. So this is the season finale for... I'm saying saying it again. The third time, man. Matt. Matt, Matt. Matt. I don't... Matt. Is this the season finale? (laughs) I think it might be. Feast of Films? I get the feeling that it might. I, I this might. Be. Are we are we live right now? <laughs> are, are I think yeah. I think this is the season finale. I think this Foster, is. The, is this the season? I think it's the season finale. finale. 
Um, Which season is it, Prosser? Uh, season two. Oh, and it's the finale? It's the finale of oh season two. Oh my gosh, Matt, did you hear? It's the season two finale. <laughs> I am shocked. Uh, Matt, where can the people find you? On the um, season two liter- finale of <laughs> Feast of Films. Literally nowhere because I pretty much hid my Twitter and my Facebook from my phone. <laughs> Oh my uh, god. The podcast, the other podcast is stopping. So literally nowhere. You will never find me on the internet. You can, again. You can find him back here whenever he decides to show up again. That's He's correct. always welcome. So Ethan, where can the people find you? At the same place they can always find me. They can find me at Ethan R. Hill at uh Instagram, Ethan R. Hill on YouTube, and you can also find our feature film Damned Rights on Realhouse.org. Go oh. rent it, buy it, download it, stream it. Awesome. And you can find me at Jesse Prosser on YouTube. And you can find my Instagram, that J Prosser. You can see what I've been up to, even though I haven't done anything on my Instagram in a while, but I'm going to, I'm going to fix that. It's going to be more entertaining coming up here. I want to see you've said that every week you've been on. Yep. It's, it's, it's going to happen eventually. Um, good vibes. You just got to keep putting good vibes out there, buddy. And you can find our feature film, Dan Wright's where Ethan said before. All right. I <laughs> oh yeah so and so so that is the season finale <laughs> uh, for a feast of films uh, have a have a good week everybody and a happy new year and a merry christmas and a happy holiday whichever whatever is whatever whatever you want to say happy holidays Next. merry christmas happy hanukkah kwanzaa kwanzaa <laughs> it's just just kwanzaa croissants <laughs> happy kwanzaa matt yeah. We will be so happy to see you again in the new year. 100%, man. As will I. Be happy to see me. (laughs) You'll be happy to see you. I believe that I'm not happy to see me. Like, goddammit, not again. Just look into a mirror. (laughs) Shit! (laughs) Still me. I'm still me. How can I fix this? This is depressing. Just me, me, me. (laughs) Me too. Uh, Yeah. All right. Have have a good week, everybody. So long. So long. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. No, toodaloo. Damn it. <laughs> he said bye-bye. Okay, we got work. <laughs> see, oh, see, Prosser, because the thing is, this is the season finale. <laughs> and you messed that up. Oh, boy. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. So long. Toodaloo. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Man, guys, I'm really glad that we had a good season finale of A Feast of Films. Was this this the season finale? I am never coming back. That was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But Matt, you have to come back for the season three premiere of A Feast of Films. (laughs) Exactly. The season premiere. Premiering sometime in next year. Because it has to, it has to counteract the season finale of a feast of films. Okay. Good night. You're the worst. <laughs> Hi, man. <laughs>